Never gonna hit you up. Never gonna hit you up. Never gonna hit you up. Hit a hold a ho ho. I think I nailed it. I honestly don't know. I have no idea. Sorry, that was a burp. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Week three in the National Football League. We welcome you to Mercedes Benz Stadium. Mitch Trubisky and the Chicago Bears off to a 2 0 start. As soon as they like brought someone else in and, and it was Nick, I was like, oh, this competition is on now. Like It's just more, more fuel to the fire. I'm locked in. I'm just going to keep doing my thing and, and prove everybody wrong. And then I get a call later that day and it's Nick Foles, like, just the nicest guy in the world. Like, Trubisky's pass is picked off. Bleeding Ray Wilson comes up with the interception for Atlanta. He probably, barring injury, God forbid, have seen the end of the Mitchell Trubisky era. Yes, and we see the Bears taking over with Nick Foles at the helm. But Trubisky looked uncomfortable sitting in the pocket. This pass is caught by Jimmy Graham for a Bears first down to the Atlanta 45. Foles on second down, dumps it off to Cohen, has room, picks up a first down, and Foles on third down to the end zone. It is Graham again, same spot. As back in the second quarter, his second touchdown today. Catch is made by Robinson, and then he breaks free. Allen Robinson takes it all the way for a Bears touchdown. The pass is caught in the end zone for a touchdown by Anthony Miller. Everyone's a little banged up, but, you know, I, I felt, you know, our defense getting a turnover at the end and giving us an opportunity. As Ryan fires, intended for Ridley, and is intercepted. Picked off by Tashawn Gibson. <laughs> Feeling the big dick Nick energy? I sure am. Coming up on tonight's Zero Doinks, the boys are three and zero after an emotional victory in Atlanta. Mitch gone, Nick starting, victory. Things are amazing and a little bit confusing. We're going to get into all of that with maybe a special appearance from an egg that meant to be on our show last week, Kenny, in Atlanta. Also, we will preview this weekend's game against the Colts. We will also dip deep into some Bears Fantasy Corner, some gambling angles, as usual, with special guest Rick Fieldsman, and we are going to visit South Dakota for this week's Fans and Eggs with a very special guest, plus much, much more. There's playoff baseball this week. Does anybody give a shit? I don't know, but Chicago is red hot! Coming up on this week's Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. What a dramatic come-from-behind win to get to 3-0 for the first time since the 2013 season. Nick Foles, congratulations on that comeback. Three fourth-quarter touchdowns for you guys. What was the key in, get, in getting in the rhythm in the second half? 
Um, just sticking together as a team. Uh, you know, we stuck together on the sideline. Um, there was never a freak out. We just knew we had to keep going. Um, and I'm thankful for Mitch. He was, you know, obviously um, a, not an easy situation for him, but he was right there with me every step of the way. So I'm grateful for, you know, him. And Mitch and I, first and foremost, have developed a, you know, a friendship, which is the most important thing since I got here because in a quarterback situation, it, it can get weird. Um, but, you know, fortunately, uh, you know, we've, we built a strong relationship in the QB room. And, uh, you know, today I know – I feel for him. Um, I've been there, but he was amazing with me on the sideline, and, you know, he's a team-first guy. Zip Dykes. Oh, my God. 3-0? How did that happen? Lots of action. A very emotional weekend in Atlanta. Life is good right now. Dan Doinks, how you tonight, bud? You look amazing. I'm doing great, Bill. Thank you for asking. Ah. Wow, the Bears are going to give us a heart attack. You're bad for my heart, Bears. Holy shit, another win. God bless America. God bless Nick. Bye-bye, Mitch. Oh, baby. Bears, Super Bowl, bourbon, beans, beets, Bears. That was weird. Sorry. I'm excited. I love the Bears. Same here. And, you know, Kevin Fishbane just jumped right in with a with a summary of what the hell happened on Sunday. He's like, think about this. You know, we the Bears bench their starting quarterback. They have 10 penalties. They're 4 of 15 on third down. They lost Cohen to a torn ACL. Rest in peace, Tariq. They gave up 26 points in the first three quarters. They had two touchdowns overturned via replay. They trailed by 16 with a little over six minutes ago, and they fucking won. They fucking won. Unbelievable, Dan. I, what what were you thinking like when, let's just get right to it, when, uh, when, when Nagy went to Foles after that horrendous interception by Mitch? What was running through your mind? Were you, were you shocked? Were you anticipating it? Were you calling for it in your own mind? Or were all of these things mixed together? I was surprised it happened that way. I mean, it it seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. I mean, looking back at it and watching the game back, it was a fucking awful pass. Just staring down the receiver. I actually don't even remember who he was going to. Jimmy Probably Graham. Rob. No, it was Jimmy Graham. Okay, I, then I knew that. I was just testing you. Testing you. Testicles. But it was, but it was, a, <laughs> it was a horrible pass, and I, you know, I figured they would give him, maybe just let him – completely lose a game before they pulled him but obviously the right call by Nagy and you know I feel like you were giving me a little bit of shit last week for picking nits in terms of how terrible his ball looked to to on his touchdown pass it was more Joe and Cicero that was calling into the score okay it was a bit meatheadish but I'm not gonna lie I think shit like that played a factor in a Nagy being like that leash is getting tighter and tighter for our old pal Mitch here. And that was that was it. That terrible interception. He's like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm done with this asshole. And he gone. He gone. And he he's, gone. And he's never he's not coming back unless Foles gets hurt, right? Like this is it. I think Foles could be pretty bad from here on out and we're never seeing Mitch again. Yeah. So no, I think it's true. I, I think performance will be irrelevant at this point for Foles being pulled. I don't think he will be pulled for, for Mitch. I do think 
knowing Foles injury history, the Bears and Nagy need to find a way to keep Mitch's head in it, though, because in all likelihood, we will see him take a snap again this year because of Nick's not just his big dick, but his very thin collarbone. Crack, crack. I don't want to see it happen, though. I don't want to see Mitch take a snap ever again at this point for the Bears. I don't. I don't either. And I, I heard a little bit of that as well as, we, oh, we got to be worried about Mitch. He's got to be ready. Ooh, we got to tiptoe around it. You know what, man? If you're done with football, yeah. just retire. If you're yeah. going to be a bitch about it, just just quit. Cause don't tiptoe. Yeah. If he if he's going to come in again because of an injury, he's playing for another – he's doing an audition for another team. So if he's a professional, by all accounts, everyone seems to like him. His teammates have always stuck up for him. But everyone seems pretty happy he's not starting anymore, right? Like it just – Yes. You get that vibe from the offense. There was a new energy – and it, I don't have any of the exact quotes. Maybe you do, but it definitely feels like the offense is like, yeah, we have new life. Yeah, no, I don't have quotes per se, but Mike Furry, the wide receivers coach today, basically yep. bust-tossed Mitch about back shoulder passes that Foles is able to complete that that he said, oh, that hasn't been a possibility for the last three to four years, basically with Mitch. Whoops! So that's already started a little bit of the backbiting, but that's fine. I just, I cannot wait to see Foles with, like, it's basically Nagy has his guy now, and he hasn't had his guy since he's been here. We thought that that was the connection. It was going to be Nagy's here to make Mitch, you know, reach his potential. Maybe he did, and the potential, you know, the ceiling was just very, very low, right? So, But now now we'll know. This is a big test for Matt Nagy, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it feels different. I mean, look, Foles isn't the long-term answer, but with a defense that's still top 10, you got you to gotta take a shot. And Mitch wasn't going to give you that chance of making any type of run at all. I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're, we're worried about Foles. He's never played more than 11 games in one season. Is that Do I have that right? Yeah, that so sounds we're, right. We're expecting him to play at least 13. Now start 13 games, play in 14. That could be a big ask, but we can't we can't really worry about that. They just got to do what they got to do. And I still need to see it from Foles from a non-shitty defense as well. Like, I'm not ready to crown Foles the next Tom fucking Brady here, mid-2000s Tom Brady, but he's he's got a different energy. He has a better command of where he's going with the ball. I mean, Mitch did a Mitch. I can't even tell you which play, but Mitch had like a terrible double pump to I think it was Cohen or Miller. It was second quarter. It was just clearly like this dude does not know what he's doing. And it was a terrible pass. It got tipped in the air, didn't get intercepted, obviously. But God, fuck, Mitch, you blew it. You blew it, Mitch. He did. He had every chance in the world. That's where. Bears fans that were supporting him and and Dan and I wanted him to succeed. It wasn't that. It was just I'm I'm glad that Nagy had the balls to pull the plug. And I was pleasantly surprised to be honest. Like I was I actually took notes during the game. That's pretty rare. Obviously my gut was telling me something big was going to happen and I was looking it was like there was three times in the first half that I went off the rails about Mitch and it was just crazy. He made a horrible third down decision in the red zone on the third drive. He 
I don't know if you remember that. I'm sure you do remember this drive where he hit Ted Ginn way out of bounds. Uh, then there was a third down pass off his back foot that was way over Cohen's head. He gave nobody any chance, and at that point, I, I was losing my fucking mind. And then when he missed Anthony Miller long on that, on oh, what was yeah. going to be the easiest touchdown anybody's ever fucking had in this league since Sid Luckman, that's when it's it's actually to the coaching staff's credit, they didn't go into halftime and say fuck this, we're pulling the plug now. They actually gave Mitch one more chance with his first drive in the second half. Damn near cost him the game. But right. but they it's just proof that they did truly give Mitch every possibility to grab the job and hang on to it, and Mitch made his own bed. He did. He did. It's big dick Nick time. I, almost, I don't know why I couldn't think. I almost said big Nick dick. <laughs> I guess when he's really bad, we'll start calling him big Nick dick. You dick. You dick. Good on you for taking notes, though. I'm impressed. That's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I watched it very delayed again. I didn't start the game until 3, so I was a, I was an asshole leading up to the game for anyone I knew that knew the score, and I'm like, you don't you say a fucking word. I haven't seen anything yet. So uh, that's a terrible way to watch a game. I'll say it again because when watching and you're like, oh, are they going to get fucking blown out? Am I wasting my time? with this shit but hanging in there was beautiful it's also good to skip through commercials though watching it that way as well so give and take give and take give and take bears oh yes bears well now the bears are the first team in nfl history to win two games in which they trailed by 16 or more headed into the fourth the other teams going in that situation four and 646 I mean, what the fuck? We did it two out of three weeks with the Lions game and the Falcons game. Is there some magic? Do we all have horseshoes up our asses, Dan? I think we do have lots of horseshoes up our asses, but unfortunately, Tariq Cohen doesn't have a horseshoe in his knee, though, huh? That was <laughs> that was tough, huh? Yeah, that sucks. That does suck. I mean... And just he's looked really good all year. Like it's in limited spots, which I think is probably the right way to use him because he's, you know, a bit small. And that was just it was a cheap way to go out too. Unfortunately, one of your guys shoves a falcon into your into your leg and your knee explodes. That sucks. I feel really bad for him. I have two two things I want to ask you about. Do it specific to to Cohen and and one other thing. So the Cohen thing. Do you believe? I mean. Allen Robinson was awesome. He was awesome on Sunday. 10 catches, 123 yards, that beautiful touchdown run. Do you think that Pace is now going to be more trigger shy about giving Robinson extension after what happened to Cohen, getting a new deal, and then immediately getting hurt? Do you think that has any bearing on what he does with Robinson? I would say no. That did not cross my mind. So that's why I'm going to say no. I'm 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 saying that more out of hope than knowing what's going through Ryan Pace's head, of course. I feel like with running backs, it's just a matter of time, right? It's kind of like a pitcher with Tommy John. I feel like with the running back, at some point, there's going to be a brutal leg injury. And unfortunately, with Cohen, it happened last Sunday. No, I'm wondering, and I heard a little bit on talk radio this morning, will that give Allen Robinson more incentive to say shit i already blew up my acl once i just saw what happened to cohen does that give me any more urgency to get a get a deal done i would hope not 
you know, I just want the Bears to sign the dude, but I want it. But for his sake, I want it to be fair market value. What do you think about that angle, Dan? The Allen Robinson angle. Yeah, that's true. But are you do you, are you thinking that Allen Robinson's going to leave some money on the table just to get a no. new deal? Like, Hell no. Nothing, because nothing will have changed. He can't get more aggressive unless you're talking about him holding out, which definitely is not going to happen. But no, I don't it would only you, be it would only be if he was like if he and his agent are being unreasonable and nobody knows and like what the rumors are, what they're like 2 million apart per year or whatever. But obviously we don't, we don't know that to be true. I just want the bears to fucking pay the man because I was thinking multiple times during this game. Can you imagine this offense without Allen Robinson? Holy shit. It would be so soggy. No. And, and you're right. I mean, they, they need to pay the man. He's, he's carried him. He's bailed him out for, like three straight years now mitch mitch would have been benched probably long ago without without a rob but that let's get to the other the other thing i was going to ask you about maybe just another point about we we would have been talking about how shitty that officiating was if the bears lost right i mean and i don't i don't love to bitch about officials because usually it's very uh it's terrible on both sides but it was very it that did not work in our favor. And Allen Robinson's catch in the end zone was definitely one of him that one of them that should have been his second touchdown. No, that was before the the actual touchdown. How in the fuck did they call that a touchdown and then reverse it? Did there was it was not clear at all that the defender had it, right? No, it was not even close to clear. It's it's however to me that was like the definition of a play where however it's called on the field, you got to stick with it. Like there's yeah. no way to overturn it either way. And typically, and Nick Foles said it after the game, he said he's played a lot of games, 50-50 balls, they go to the offense. That's yes. what happens the first time in his career that he can remember seeing it go to the defense. That Jerome Boger sucks. When I saw that he was the lead ref, I thought, oh, boy. Oh, baby. I just hope the bad calls go our way, and they definitely did not. And the roughing the passer calls, right, two of them, is that where you're heading next? Well, yes, that's where I was heading next. Just an unbelievably horrible call, especially on Hicks. It bailed him out, and Atlanta scored on that drive. So, I mean, that's one we're pointing to. But but why I brought it up in, in terms of Cohen, on that fucking play, he got hurt. They threw a flag Yes. for, what would we call that, interference? technically so okay so they picked up the flag and said there was no interference you know what it was then it was a block in the back right Mm -hmm. like how do you not call anything because if you're saying that he was pushed into cohen he was shoved in the back so or or if he wasn't shoved in the back then he was interference so just by definition what are you talking about it's one (laughs) or the other and and to go back to the pass interference or uh, roughing the passer, he threw. <laughs> there were two penalties. Which, which right? one? I was gonna say. Well, yeah. the one where it was roughing the passer and oh, an yes. illegal forward pass. Yes. And he said they offset, Amazing. and they just and everyone just carried on. I, they like, damn near start... got away with it. Yeah. Yeah. I w- and even I was like, wait, didn't they call two penalties on the Bears? How do two penalties on one team offset? So. Just a bad job all around by the offici- officials, and we would have been livid if oh. we would have lost that game off that bullshit. Yes, yes. Yeah, I feel like 
we deserve that win if for no other reason those yeah 14 points on roughing the passer calls that were questionable that turned you know, like i said turned into 14 falcons points that they did not deserve fuck the falcons fuck their turf by the way they they built that place in 2017 and that turf looks like that type of hot garbage the fuck arthur blank sell some more two by fours at home depot you weird are you talking about mls champion arthur blank don't talk about him that way show some respect i didn't really notice the field was it was it that bad yeah give it give it a once over just do it for me this week just look at a little something and you'll feel the same way it felt very uh like the lights felt very dim or something it felt well i don't know is that is that just me do i need to get my eyes checked maybe it was the falcons black uniforms i don't know something something felt off i i could just be getting old but while we're on the offense something else that has jumped out to me and i predicted a huge week from this guy this week cole Komet. is he is he okay we doing anything with him he seemed to be out there early for a lot of snaps. I didn't notice late, probably not late. It was probably just Jimmy out there as the tight end, right? But yeah, you might, I don't know. Somebody want to check on him? Uh, I know. I think, I think, <laughs> I think rookie tight ends take a bit longer to, to develop. So I'll give him that. But we were told all camp that he was going to be just the sexiest player ever. To which I will also say I I will eat shit with all of my criticism about Jimmy Graham. He's been awesome so far. He has been awesome. And I was wrong, and I hope he can do it all year. Jimmy Graham, you can fly a plane straight into my junk as punishment because I was wrong. Keep proving me wrong, baby. Yeah, no, he's been awesome. I was going to ask you about him. I'm glad you mentioned that you were right about something last week that you were in my head a little bit in a very positive way when I was watching the game and taking notes. Anthony Miller, get him more touches. You went on a hot, hot rant last episode. They Nagy answered here. He answered the call. I don't know. But Anthony Miller did for the most part outside of dropping that touchdown that damn near broke my soul and all Bears fans' souls. But Anthony Miller was awesome. They got him a couple touches early in the first, and they kept it going most of the game. He had the game-winning catch. Can't be mad at him knowing the end result, but, yeah, that, that dropped touchdown. I thought he had it when it, when we were watching live and that replay. That shocked me, and it hurt me. What would you yeah, think when that happened? No, also killed me. I was like, oh, no, we're going to lose off of a couple drop passes and some bad officiating, but – no, Anthony Miller, he has to be involved for this offense. He just has he has to be. I mean, Mooney, I, I wonder can like Mooney and Miller exist in the same on in the same game, like both having big plays. I I, I know you're laughing, but uh, you know, Anthony Miller had trouble when Gabriel was was in the game, right? Like when Gabriel huh. was out, then Miller sort of jumped into the mix. And I'm not saying that. One of them has to be out, but Mooney and Miller seem to be bouncing games back and forth so far. I mean, if we can get them both going at the same time, and Miller, I think he gets in his own way, obviously, with these drops, and I don't think he's had it this year, but dumb penalties and things like that. Uh, How about uh, that crazy pass that 
Foles had over three defenders to Jimmy Graham who fumbled it. And then Miller, tried, instead of just jumping on it, tried to pick it up. Whoa, I was not happy. And, I mean, no. it was a quick moment of anger, but I was like, after all that, just jump on it, man. Don't be a hero. But I love Miller. He's he's awesome, but he needs to be involved. I think he I he was targeted five times during the game. And in my notes, I put he had six touchdowns. I'm pretty sure that was inaccurate in my notes. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. But... Yeah, they need to they need to keep him involved, and that will greatly help this offense, including Ellen Robinson. That is true. Can I, as we uh, are still talking about the offense, can I rattle off quickly my favorite Nick Foles plays? That's a yes. You're nodding yes. Okay, so these were these were awesome. They were all clutch. I would say so to Mooney. Inside the five on third down, there was a clutch fucking pass. Mooney dropped it. That was the play just before that wild pass to Graham and the two fumb- on the two fumbles. So that actually that would have been fourth down, but we had there was an offensive penalty, so we got to replay the third down that led yeah, to that right. that crazy play. But that that pass to me was like, even though it doesn't count, unfucking believable. Like that to me was like, wow, Nick Foles. He is awesome. Fourth and goal, uh, uh, 10-plus yard TD pass to Miller that he dropped, right? That, again, another of my favorite Foles play, least favorite Anthony Miller play of the day. But, uh, again, clutch as hell. Like, it wasn't like fourth and goal at the six. That was fourth and goal like the 13, and it was it was incredible. Also, the um, fourth down completion to Ginn before Jimmy Graham's second touchdown, that was clutch as fuck too. Hit him. Per- yes. You were calling last week. Can we not hit a guy perfectly in stride and let that guy gain additional yardage? That was it. That was, that was it. it. Yeah, and he went. It was you know he went out of bounds, but it was like he easily had the first down. Awesome job. Thank God Ted Ginn caught that. Otherwise he'd be murdered. And of course the actual touchdown pass to Anthony Miller. I mean the fact that Foles absorbed the hit and he still had a lot on it. And 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 I think what's kind of lost in this too. That was third and eight. They were borderline field goal. They would have been that would have been a legit field goal for most kickers. We have Carlos Santo, so Carlos Santos hard to say. And so I was nervous as fuck. I'm like, this guy's going to come in, miss a field goal. We're going to lose by three after this comeback. Like unfucking believable. But you know, in the athletic, what was said today was Foles said to Miller in in the huddle go to the fucking L on the end zone. The Falcon show is zero blitz. I'm just throwing it up. I don't know how much time I'm going to have essentially. Right. And the fact that Miller knew exactly what to do. And the fact that Foles delivered it perfectly. I mean, Mitch deserves to be on the bench solely for the fact that we have a quarterback that can do that. Right. Am I crazy? I don't think so. You're not crazy. There's no way Mitch would have thought through the play before breaking the huddle. Right. Right. Like Mitch, is guessing on the fly so he would have thrown it to the l in the other end zone before he would have (laughs) had the smarts to do that no you're right Foles is giving each receiver a legit chance to catch a ball at least that's the way he, he was operating it you know right near the end of the game even those drops you're right the mooney you know he's given guys a chance to catch the ball which Mitch is sailing guys you hit a right on the head that missed 
long pass to Miller. He is like he had he has no touch on the ball. So kudos to you, Nagy, for and I know you listen, Matt Nagy. So I'm talking directly to you. Yes. Thank you, you Delaware Thank you hen. <laughs> blue hens? They're the blue hens, right? They might be. Yeah. Are there real? Are there actual blue hens? That's not a real thing, oh, right? That's a great question. I, I don't think wow. so. Wow. I know there's Cornish hens. Big Thanksgiving thing, right? No, that's turkey. <laughs> what is a Cornish hen? They're just tiny, tiny chickens. They're tiny I had turkeys. A, uh, Maybe I had a uh, a running joke with my older sister when we were on vacation this past summer that like, we were trying to figure this out too. Cornish hen, you stuff it with rice. Apparently, it's a big thing. I've never had it in my life, but we we're kind of picturing like who sh- like what kind of what kind of hunter shoots a Cornish hen. It sounds really classy. Like there'd be a hen kind of rolling through the the woods, and it would have a bow tie and like a top hat. Oh, pardon me, Mr. Hunter. Please don't shoot me. I'm a Cornish hen. And then he'd get fucking murdered, and somebody eats it in or around Thanksgiving. That was our joke. Is the Cornish hen Irish? What was that accent? Oh, pardon me, my sir. Um, it's, It's not great. It's it's UK ish probably. Okay. So thank you, Matt Nagy, for for listening. Kudos to you for getting Mitch out of that goddamn game. Who do you give the game ball to, Nagy or Foles? Ooh, split it in half and put it on Nick's big ass dick. Here's something that we've got. <laughs> Here's something we got to keep an eye on. By the way, all right. <laughs> yep, I'm back. Uh, Nick Foles contract incentives. All right. I'm already thinking ahead here. <laughs> so he's got, so we talked a little bit about this when we, when he, we like, cause we renegotiate his contract because Dan and I are in the front office. We should be, we'd make all sorts of weird decisions, but all right. So he's got a lot of bonuses that would get paid this year and they would escalate his 2021 base. So for example, Nick Foles takes 80% of the snaps this year, feasible at this point, feasible, right? Yep. He, If he has a passer rating of 95 or above, feasible. He's about there already. And the Bears go to the playoffs. He would get a $2.5 million bonus, which would mean his base next year goes from $4 million to $6.5 million. So he gets two point five this year, gets an extra two point five the following year. However, listen to this, Dan. If Nick Foles plays 50% of the regular season, feasible, and playoff snaps, feasible because we're going to the playoffs, and Nick Foles make, <laughs> takes the Bears to the NFC Championship, his 2021 and his 2022 year get ripped up. His contract's null and void. What do we do? You asked me last week, what would we do if Mitch plays at that level all year? What would the front office do? What would I do personally? Very hard question to answer, and it's hilarious probably listening back now. The world has completely changed in one week. What would you do, Dan? Nick Foles leads the Bears to the NFC title game. His contract is now null and void. What do you do with Nick Foles? This is after week three. (laughs) What uh, Can you remind me what Mahomes got in his current deal? I don't know what he's getting per year. I, I think the double the final. it, <laughs> double it, Bill, double it. That's what I would do. Take Mahomes' deal and fucking du- what? Triple it, just triple it. Who gives a shit? 
Nick Foles taking us to the promised land. No, I'm just it. kidding. I'm just well, kidding. But I, in I all mean, in all honesty, are you have you fallen completely in love with Nick Foles or the idea of Nick Foles or a little bit of both? Uh, I'm thrilled that it's not Mitch anymore. I think I'm more thrilled with that idea than I'm getting into the groove with Nick, the big dick, Knowles, Knowles, Foles. Um, I, I really need to see it against, I think this is, this is a good test this week. The Colts defense is pretty good. Like I need to see it against a real defense and not a team who loves to just choke away games. So I, I'm I, they're building blocks for me. First, I'm happy Mitch is gone. Then I'll, I'll get there with Foles. So I'm not upset about it. I feel a little more encouraged going into this week with Foles as opposed to like, ah, I hope Mitch doesn't kill us this week. Ugh. So I feel like Nick knows what he's doing and he can get us in a better spot. And I just feel like the, I feel like the energy was so much better on offense, and this may be brought up in fans and eggs as well. I feel like the defense was playing with a little bit more pep in the pep in the step, a pep in the step. I'm a Cornish hen. I, <laughs> I feel like they were they were playing a little bit more aggressively because they knew the the offense could bail them out for fucking once. So, and I think that will continue. So yes. Yeah, let's talk about the off- or the defense real quick. Uh, sorry, I interrupted a question you nope, were going to answer. Nope, 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 My nope, answer, nope. I don't know what the question was. I've already fallen really hard for Nick Foles. I'm in okay, 100%. Good, good. I wanted um, to know. Thank you. Khalil Mack, we didn't mention him in either week one or week two review. How fucking unbelievable was he in week three? He was ridiculous. He was in, I feel like, on every fucking play. He was, if I'm Matt Ryan... I'm shitting myself, basically. It, and it kind of looked like once they finally like made contact with Matt Ryan's torso, like you know, his eye black started sweating down his face, and I feel like Mac had him right where he wanted him. What are your thoughts, Dan? No, I thought he looked. I thought he looked great. He looked like. Uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> he looked. <laughs> <laughs> your your burps sound so incredibly weird like with the mic i love it so much they're always this rotating wave like it's it's an up and down it's an up and hey i'm a cornish hand please don't shoot me please don't shoot i'm a simple hen look at my bow tie my top hat i'm all class i'm a hen my dick's blue all right <laughs> blue hen uh, no, I think Mac is sexy. I think uh, Pro Football Focus had him as the second highest graded pass rusher this past week, uh, which, uh, just as a side note here, Bill knows this. I uh, f- just found out that I my annual subscription to Pro Football Focus just got re-upped that I received via email. Whoops, apparently never canceled it. So I'm in it for another year. Did you dip your toes into that? pro football focus uh login that i gave you at all no not yet 
We are recording this a day earlier than usual, our loyal Zero Doinks listeners, so we're a day behind in research. So no, I would normally be doing a lot of things on Tuesday morning, and that just didn't happen. But I can't wait to log in as you, and if you're the 3,000th subscriber on Apple Podcasts, I'm going to give you the login. (laughs) Prove it. Enjoy that. Yeah, there's not much to it. You, I get to pay like 50 bucks a month to get like the good shit, which you stated last week. They just give it to you on Twitter anyway. So pretty much. Uh, okay, so back to the defense. Mac was sexy. Uh, Trevathan still slow, but they're not even playing him on passing downs at all, right? He, I think I heard he right. played 44 percent of the snaps. Yes. They just yeah. So he's. I'd like to see him improve. Probably. Yeah. He, he was in on a couple plays, but maybe by accident. Like, he just seems tentative. Uh, and maybe that's – he's still, I don't know, working his way into shape, I hope, and or a little nervous about last year's horrible arm injury. I don't know. I But I'm with you. We need to see more. Otherwise, you got to get him out of there. Yeah, I'm worried they're going to start picking on him. Like, they're going to get the running backs a one-on-one in space with him, and he's going to be in trouble. So I'm nervous about that, but otherwise, I feel good about the defense. There's Akeem sexy. Hicks. How'd you feel about Akeem Hicks? Sexy, sexy. Yes, that Should've looked like s- old yeah. Akeem Hicks. Not old, but you know, 2018 yeah. Akeem Hicks. Yep. It looked it looked closer. And uh, what was it? Middle of the third quarter, maybe early third quarter. Jonathan Vilma he like he's like oh this falcons offense looks great and they were horrible from then on. and i in the moment i was like no they don't like it's just because our offense blows and the officiating's helping the falcons offense they don't look that great i mean i think what did ryan ended up with 238 yards and one touchdown and one interception most of those yards came from that first play they had from scrimmage right was that the first yeah. one or second one it was the first the, one right the long it was one a, to ridley. i think it was the first pass to yeah to ridley ridley uh senior not <laughs> not his brother ridley ridley jr uh yeah that was crazy jonathan vilma pretty much called ball game after mitch's interception too and i loved it because he did the same week one with uh at the detroit game when he was handing out game balls, remember? Yeah, Jonathan Vilma do all of the Bears games and double jinx. Double jinx? No. Reverse jinx. <laughs> poke, poke, you owe me a Coke. Uh yeah. Defense, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna look better. They're, I think I wonder if we you know, I I think we talked about last few weeks, why don't they blitz more on defense? Maybe Pagano will start sending them more knowing our our offense is going to be putting up points, 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 points. Eat them up. What else is in your notebook? Any other notes that you need to get off your chest about that red-hot win for the 3-0 Bears? Yeah, is Dan Quinn going to be fired this week, or when is that actually going to happen? Because it should. Yeah, I was joking with a neighbor after the game that I fully expected him to have been fired last night. I wasn't even joking. I thought he'd be gone Sunday night. And why is he still their coach? That's ridiculous. They're like, it's in their head now. It already was. And if it, yeah, they're defeated. They're broken. And and Matt Ryan doesn't, he doesn't look that good. No. Right. He, he had no. some really bad passes as well. He missed some receivers. Oh, so I don't, that, 
The interception was amazing at the end. It was Gibson. amazing. Oh, so great. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the only thing is the Falcons. I mean, that is, has to be rough being a Falcons fan right now. Those were, you know, we talk about these heart attack games for the Bears here, but we were on the positive side of all of those. The Falcons, holy shit. How do you lose those two games? I think the win prediction from ESPN for both of them near the end of the games for last week and this week, they were like 99.9% last week and 99.5% this week. So it's it's horrible. It's horrible. And Dan Quinn seems like a good guy. Like it's fine. I honestly, I feel like if he got fired, I'd give him a chance. Like if you were in a team looking for a coach, I don't think he's that bad. I think he's, horrible luck maybe but you make your own luck when you hire Dirk Cutter as your offensive coordinator Dirk 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 you really fucked up in the second half I'm gonna pass I'm gonna keep passing and I'm not gonna make the clock spin the clock spin they should yeah you remember those old like alarm clocks Uh, don't the numbers don't they spin like that yeah I think that's what I was picturing I guess in my brain I don't know why that just popped in my head is the the wheel of fortune. Nope. Price is right. The mm-hmm. w- the wheel and price is right. Yes. I always wanted to do that. Sam, would you have hit that dollar to go to the showcase showdown? I that'd be the goal, right? But I want to like wonder why I always wonder why people don't like squat and launch themselves up on the wheel and then have all their momentum go down just to see that thing spin like 20 times yeah. that always bothered me they need a little more oomph a little more okay. oomph. <laughs> that's that's honest i if i were doing it i think i would get like my cheek caught on one of the things and i'd be sucked into the wheel and you'd see me like a pancake coming out and then it would land on my body, and I think that would only be 20 cents, so nobody would win. I'd love to see that. No offense. None taken. What else is in your notebook there, Bob Barker? That microphone, too, that little tiny, like skinny, long microphone. He was definitely doing butt stuff with that thing, right? Oh, yeah. He put that in all of the openings. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm good. I think I'm good with Falcon's review. Good job, that's, Bears. That's yeah, great job, Bears. Uh, quick update on Kirk Cousins, by the way. We like to talk about Kirk Cousins during this segment. Uh, next year, Vikings fans, he'll be 33 years old, and you owe him $21 million in base salary. 2022, $35 million. Suck on that. Move the chains. But I love you. You're so nice. But suck on it. Wow, that's really bad. But then I I just committed ourselves to paying fulls about $75 million a year. So what do I know? You know a lot. And you know who else knows a lot? Kenny in Atlanta. We're going to finish this segment with a little bit of fans and eggs. He was supposed to be on last week. Family emergency prevented it, but we wanted to get his take on what happened in his world as he had a bunch of Falcons fans in his house to watch that incredible comeback. You're about to hear from him. 
We're doubling up some fans and eggs this week, and it's going to be red hot. Enjoy Kenny. He's amazing. Go Bears. Falcons stink. Well, the pen is dry, but my hams are soaking wet. You know a good lie has got some fans and eggs in it. I've waited my whole life for a chance to hear a segment with their fans while I suck on my beer. From Topeka to Maine, from Tokyo to Spain, we all want you here. We want you all here. From New York to Fort Wayne, by Greyhound or by train. I guess I'll keep waiting, waiting for fans and eggs. Welcome back to Zero Doinks. This is another stop for fans and eggs. We are headed to Atlanta officially with Kenny. We caught a little bit of him last week. He was setting up what his situation was going to be for Bears Falcons, but... We want to start with a guy we all hate, Cody Parkey. And I think Kenny's got an interesting angle about that little bastard. <laughs> okay, so um, I contract. I was in the military at first, and then um, I went contracting because, I mean, shit, they make more money, so might as well. Um, so I was doing the same job. So I went over in Afghanistan, and that's when, in 2018, and that's when the Bears just took off, man. I was It was finally getting all of the, the pain and, and anguish and all the Rex Grossmans and and all the other quarterbacks that came through and just it just felt so good to do well, right? And so I was talking hella shit on base. Like I was just in Afghanistan. I was just talking to everybody like, who's your team? Who cares? Who's your team? Ah, who cares? Like I was just talking. Everybody knew on the base. The base is humongous, okay? Everybody knew I was a Bears fan. So come to find out, like we, I had to stay up crazy amounts of hours just to watch a Bears game because, you know, the time zone difference. And then at the playoff game, and, you know, we got to playoffs, and I was so jazzed. I was hyped. I didn't even sleep the entire night. I was like, okay, let's let's go. I'm ready. And <laughs> it was it was almost just, just watching it. I knew that it came down to Cody. Like, I knew it would come down. Like, you got that feeling that it would come down to Cody and what he would do. Now, I had my doubts about Mitch, like all of us do. But he came up, you know, he came up and showed up. I had to leave the room. It was, it was so many grown men in there watching the game with me because everybody knew I was a Bears fan, so they wanted to know. And I was talking cold-cast shit all the time <laughs> about other people's teams. So they were like, where are you going? I was like, I can't watch this shit. Like, you know how many times he hit the, hit the freaking goalpost? I'm not watching this shit. And they're like, okay, well, we'll tell you what happens. Man, I couldn't, I couldn't stay away. I couldn't stay away. I needed to see it. So I walked in there, and he, when he missed it, I was in a room full of men, and I almost cried. I was, <laughs> I was like, I got to go. This is, not, this is not conducive to my mental health. I got to get out of here. Were, were people nice to you at that point? I feel like most, uh, like, like the biggest asshole Packer fans after the fact were like, yeah, we feel kind of bad for you. Like they, they had some sympathy for how awful of an ending that was. I had people come up to me at the like the little chow hall, like put their hand on my shoulder, like, "Hey, man, it's okay." I was like, "Get your hands off my shoulder! I don't want to fucking talk to you right now. I appreciate you, but not right now." <laughs> I was like, "Man, I gotta get out of here. This isn't the right space for me at all. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel safe." 
what give, give me an idea what what time of day is it like Cody Parkey double doink where you're at it, what what it time was, of the day we talking it was about? like 4 a.m. Oh. oh and it was it was it was something just like I just couldn't like I couldn't call my wife I couldn't call anybody I was just in a, a hole of myself like that team was so amazing to watch it was it was amazing I, I was like she she wasn't a fan of football, so I brought her along and I told her, "Hey, this is an emotional roller coaster that you've never felt before." Okay, <laughs> like, you know, your teenage years—they have nothing on being a Bears fan. Okay, like, <laughs> like you want them to do so well. You said you couldn't call your wife. I mean, I—that was as close to a death as there could have been, and you could call anybody at any hour of the day to talk through the pain that was, it was Cody so fucking Parky, that asshole. I don't know how he made it out of Chicago. Real talk. Same. Like, I, don't I don't either. Know how. I think I, after that, after that, he, we talked about it, he needed he needed to be thrown right into the lake after that. Just carry him <laughs> out of the locker room and literally toss his scrawny ass right into the frozen <laughs> lake. I mean, how like how can you get paid as much as you do and do the things that you did that year? Like we could have won so many uh, many more games if it if it wasn't for his leg. Like you have one job. Yeah, he had one job and he sucked. How so? How much longer were you in Afghanistan after that brutal loss? Like maybe a week. I had to get up out of there. Like people were just coming up talking to me. Like, yo, I'm so sorry. I was like, you man. Especially the Eagles fan. He, just, I roomed with that guy, the Eagles oh, fan. So no. he just, he was just no. like, he was just waking up with a smile on his face. I hated the smile. <laughs> I hated, I hated everything. He like, if he had a great day, I was like, screw your day. I hate it. <laughs> like I hate. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, I saved people's lives. It's like, hey, you save people's lives? I hate you, but that's fine. Great job. Save people's lives, but I hate you, per se. <laughs> so you were, you were an interrogator for the Army, is that right? Yeah. And you, and you won a medal, right? Got some special honor? Yeah, I did. did. Um, we did, like, we did a whole, whole bunch of, like, every day, every single day. You jump in the booth at twice a day. Uh, like I went, like I was there for a year, maybe a whole year, and like 2012, and it was it was it was grinding, man. It was like you had to go in there, and it smelled like straight, like it. I couldn't even explain it to you. It was so bad, but you got used to it, and you just talked and talked and talked for like hours. I hated it. <laughs> I couldn't stand what's, it. What's the, like the longest you've interrogated one person in one sitting? Um, let's see. It was, it was, it was, um, it was a time where I was in the booth and this guy, he spoke English and I was like, okay, that throws me off completely. Yeah, right? And we were just, we were just talking. We talked for maybe a good, like four or five hours. Okay. Just, that's not so bad. I was, I was like, you like, we talked to a guy for 48 straight hours. That's what I thought. was. Oh no, that was just that day. Oh, <laughs> that, was just that, that was just that day. Straight four, four, four or five hours, and then I talked to him again for another four or five hours. Just it was, it was bad. This guy was, this guy was a bad guy. <laughs> this guy was a bad guy. So, did you you ever f- uh, feel like you're fearing for your life when you're over there? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, a lot of things, a lot of things went down. Like the first day, we got. We got hit pretty, pretty hard all day long. It was actually we got there on Christmas Eve of 2012, and we got rocked all night long. 
I was like, this is my day one? This is how it's going to be? Yeah, I was so scared, no man. I went under my bunk so fast. <laughs> I was so, I, it was continuously all night. Like, I got no sleep. Like, the whole camp got no sleep. And uh, by, 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 like, week, I would say week, like, four or five, you didn't really, like, you were just, hey, man, if I go, I go. <laughs> it's it's oh, whatever. It's, it would have to be, like, your, your time. Like, people, like, stop getting nervous, stop running when, like, the alarm sound. Like, hey, man, it's, it's your time, man. It's time. I ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> how, lo- how, lo- how much time did you spend there in total? Oh man, from contracting and um, and the military, um, I would say about two years. So not not very long. Yeah, yeah. But no, that sounds like a long time. It's I'm unfortunate. A giant, I'm a <laughs> giant pussy, so that that is a long, long time to be <laughs> in danger of some sort. Yeah, like you said, yeah, you stop running and you just. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> it is what it is. Though. There's nothing you yeah. can do, man. Like if it's, if this thing hits me, me, and even if you're in a bunker, it don't really do anything. It just magnifies the. So it's really your time to go. Really, honestly, like if it hits, it hits, man. We had some people, man, about to go home, like, and they get hit, like the day before they get on the plane. Oh, like it's bad. <laughs> it's real oh. bad. Yeah, it's bad. Like it really is. Like if it's a it's a crapshoot. If you get hit, I mean that is what it is, Oof. and it sucks. <laughs> it really sucks, especially if you spend like a whole bunch of time there and you're about to go home and see your family, and then it's like something bad happens, or you, or your flight gets delayed and you can't go home because of you know, dumb dumb shit going on. It's like, yo, what the fuck are we doing here? Okay, yeah. now I'm here. Now I'm here. I'm not working. Now I'm just sitting here. Now I'm a sitting duck. <laughs> Like, like, not only am I not working, and now I'm just sitting here, and I kind of want to leave right now. Please, thank you. <laughs> How, uh, how'd you end up in that life? You said, all right, I thought I saw something on your email where you were a collegiate athlete. Is that right? So- yeah, man. Uh, I went and played basketball for three years at a small school in Pennsylvania, northeast Pennsylvania. Um, and then after that, I'm, my parents... And uh, my brother and sister moved down to Georgia, so that was like my home base. And I went down there and kind of just stayed after college, you know. So I was just here. And then I was like, hey, man, I ain't doing shit else. I need to go do something because I can't be in this house. I, I don't know. That's not it. Like, I was working, but I was like, I don't want to work like this all of my life. So, I mean, I got to do something. And waiting tables ain't it, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> So are you in? Are you in Atlanta now? Or are you in that yeah. general area? Okay. Oh yeah, I'm twenty twenty minutes, thirty minutes outside Atlanta, a place called Marietta. What about the um, chicken wings at the strip club, Magic City? Is hey, that what man. it's called? Hey, is that? Hey. Is can you vouch yeah, for? The, I can't. Risking nope. quarantine. No, uh, see, I know. I like. No, I like my money, Dan. Okay, I'm not gonna give you my money. I like my money entirely too much. I'm one cheap son of a bitch. I'm gonna tell you right now, I do I do no strip clubs, not at all. My wife, I asked my wife, I'm like, hey, would you go to the strip club with me? She was like, what'd you say, babe? Yeah. She said, yeah. I don't believe her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe her, but I, I have no I have no desire to go. I just feel like that's a huge money suck. Have I been before? 
Yes, I've been one in Florida with my boy from the military, actually, but no. And it wasn't my I was, that I was talking I was more curious. <laughs> well, I'm just more curious about the chicken wings, if the chicken wings are worth it. In oh, this I hear it. No, I hear the, the, the food there is off the chain. So, I, yeah, that's means, a real if you, thing. If you're there for, like, yeah, oh, yeah. If you're there for yeah. a hearty meal. <laughs> it's a weird move. Know. Like, I get it. It's a weird move, but. Hey, if man, the chicken the wings, wings are legit. I'd be. I'd be willing to risk the, hey, the shame of hitting a titty bar and getting Pro- some wings. professional professional people that, that people do professional things whatever like in every capacity and there are professionals in there. So I'm sure you'll get the best of the best while you're there. <laughs> Dan was asking last episode, he was talking about how he was in Atlanta with some buddies and and they were looking to go to like a, a late night club. They're all single, looking for ladies. And the cabbie took them to like a massage parlor area. Is that right, Dan? Yeah, I never had seen that before. It was like a row of like late night massage parlors. And we were like, "What? What the fuck is this?" We were looking for like a late night bar. And he's like, "You, you guys." He's like, "You said girls. You guys want me to, to take you up. To girls?" Yeah, you was trying to set I you up. I think so. <laughs> no, no, no. Like. Other people too. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need I need other was, interaction as well. It's not just yeah, yeah, people in the back. I don't I don't need I don't need any of that. I'm I'm not Bob Kraft out here. Okay, I don't want any of that. It felt very actually. That's how we started the conversation last week was with Bob Kraft. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need those don't types need of headlines. It. Nope, nope, nope. I feel you on that. So you. Uh... We're talking off air. Did you grow up in Illinois? Is that how you became a Bears fan? Funny how you should ask. So I've I was born in Illinois. Um, I, all my family's in Champaign, and uh, I was I, I moved around so much in my life. I was like, hey man, just pick Illinois and stick with it because that's where you're born, and that's when the army tells you you're from. So that's where I'm from. Um, I that's. I was a Chargers fan at first because I liked LT and I was just like, and then when they traded him, I was like, that's what they do. Like you can just like, he's like a hall of famer. Like what the fuck, who does that? So then I was like, nah, I, I got to pick a town. I got to pick a team and stick with it. Cause I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that'd be like, Hey, I'm a LeBron fan. So wherever LeBron goes, I go, I hate people nice. like that. I yeah, can't stand same, it. So I need, same. I need to give it like, cause I have, I need a team. It's a team sport. You know what I'm saying? So I need to go for a team. So I was like, hey, man. And that was right when Jay Cutler, we had just got Jay. So I was like, hey, yeah. let me go over here, man. That's where the Army tell me I'm from. I'm from there. <laughs> Might as well shoot for the Bears. And then ever since then, <laughs> I just fell in love with the Bears, even though I hate Jay Cutler with a passion. Yep, yep. We had general feelings. So, yeah, how do you have that offense and not do shit with it? I hope Jay I sees did. this. Jay, if I ever see you... <laughs> I'm going to have a whole bunch of questions for you, dog. Like a whole bunch of questions. (laughs) There's no doubt in my mind he does not give a fuck what anyone thinks. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, mean, hey, you know, I just have questions. If he can answer those, that'd be fantastic. But that's, (laughs) I mean, hey. He might now, now that that he's not playing, he might, he might. Yeah, I mean, who am I? But yeah, I saw Eddie. I saw Eddie downtown, man. Me and my wife went, and we went for the um, uh, week four against the Bucks, 2018. When I asked when I asked her to be my wife that nice. same day, yeah, awesome. that sounds great, right? It and does. <laughs> I saw Eddie uh, the day before and was like, "Man, good luck." And Eddie seems like a nice guy. 
Yeah. Jackson, I, yeah. He seems like a – I think everyone met him? loves Eddie. Nope. Everyone's – he – everyone – can I ask you a question about the proposal? Did you do it at the game? <laughs> no, I ain't that cool. Okay. <laughs> I ain't that cool. I, I Plus, I get nervous. I asked her um, at – Oh, <laughs> Millennium Fountain. Oh, okay, nice, nice. I uh, yeah, I my got wife in trouble just now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry, Miss. Sorry, Mrs. Kenny. Sorry yeah, about y'all that. Yeah, I trying to say uh, yeah. My wife, my wife told me well before we got engaged. If I did it at a sporting event, she was gonna punch me in the face in front of everyone. So I like, I like her. That she's message great. was. Yeah, oh yeah, she's okay. I like her. She's fantastic. She's all right. <laughs> but she made that loud and clear, and I. I threatened. <laughs> I, I I would hang it over her head constantly. I was like, right. during the seventh inning stretch of a Cubs game, this is when it's coming, Jordan. Are you ready? Are you mm-hmm. ready? She she hated it. She didn't think it was as funny as I did. Did y'all, so good, did y'all, grow, up? You. Did y'all grow up Bulls fans? Bears fans? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah, yeah, we were we were born into the misery. You chose it, <laughs> so which is, that was – I'm questioning your decisions a little bit. You, hey, nah, you could have picked anyone. I mean, it's, I'm happy that hard, you made want, that choice. I want the hard road, man. The hard road is le- it feels a lot sweeter when it happens. And if you, you know what I'm saying? When it happens. If only you would have known someday you'd be in <laughs> Afghanistan watching some little fuck <laughs> double doink. <laughs> if if you only I knew. You. No, I feel you. It was it was bad. Like, cause that's how that's why 2018 was so sweet, man. All that all that pain and anguish of just. Yeah, my team's trash. Or having a conversation like about football and people are like, who's your team? Oh, I'm the Bears. <laughs> Why are you talking? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like football. <laughs> so, Champagne, do you have any uh, line I love? Oh, for sure. Um, I graduated in 04, and that's when they went on a little, you know, yeah, so came back and try to get on campus as soon as possible to go to see if I can play against them cats. Cause me, I was like the guy when it comes to basketball, I'm like one of the most competitive people you'll ever meet. So I wanted to go find Darren Williams and D Brown. I wanted to go find Luther, everybody and be like, yo, none of y'all can check me ball up. <laughs> like this little me, like, <laughs> like who is this kid? Like, no, 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 that's not the question. The question is ball up. Let's go right now. Check the ball. What is Kenny? Kenny, you you got what? It's six three, six four. What what are they? What are they looking at? Oh me? No, I'm like six one, six on a good day. Like, <laughs> like I'm not even tall. <laughs> I would have been talking shit to their knees, probably. Like, hey man. <laughs> well, you've seen our you've seen our avatar. You know we're not tall either. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm from the Midwest, so yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this past Sunday. You were hosting some people, I assume, in your house outside of Atlanta. How the hell did that go? Man, a lot of people were confident in this house. A lot, like I had my I had my Singletary jersey on. I went with the Singletary jersey, and my wife had her bear shirt on. My even my son, he had his bear stuff on. We were all ready. Everybody came home. We had food. Everybody came over with their kids. It was loud as shit in here, but I didn't care. I was cursing up a storm. I felt terrible. Anyways, so yeah, I was like, but at the beginning, they were talking just like, 
they were letting me know that that they know I was in the house. Like they were like, oh, oh, what is, Mitch does this again. Oh, it's, it's not a good throw. I was like, you think? You think it's not a good throw? My dad, the whole game was just like, hey, hey, it's okay. We're the Falcons. We'll blow it. And yep, so, he was right. so then I'm, so then I'm like, stop saying that because that doesn't. That doesn't help me out with my tra- my trash talk that I want to do later. Like that has, like even if we do come back, that allows me not <laughs> to talk shit to you later. And I want to. Like even like even if we lose, I'm still talking shit to you. But now that you're on my side too, magically somehow. <laughs> like my dad's a huge asshole. I'm just gonna let you know right now. Like he, like I'm sarcastic in in certain ways and you know kind of like vague and certain things make you think that you know i'm telling you something but really you came up with it and oh nice welcome to the party that type of thing so my dad is really like sarcastic like that so when he said that every good play he was standing right next to me every good play i'm like what are you why are you here (laughs) like get out of my house (laughs) i was told him straight out like look man if we lose this game everybody needs to leave immediately because it's not going to be good for anybody in here Okay, like my wife is the one that sees me cry, not anybody else. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> as the game goes on, Mitch is doing okay, and he's starting to, starting to get you know some momentum. He gets a touchdown to Graham, and I step onto like a carpet or whatever, and I'm just like, hey, I talk to my like right next to my dad. And I'm like, let's go. I'm looking right at him I'm like, let's go. He's like, get off the carpet. I'm like, this is my house. And what did I do? Get right off the carpet. I'm like. <laughs> Like, what, who are you? <laughs> like, I can't stand you. <laughs> but the whole time, he was just like, hey, man, don't worry about it. We're Falcons. We're going to end the, the clock just kept running, and it didn't look like anything, like, positive was happening in sight. And then when he threw that pick, I walked outside. I felt like Cody Parkey all over again. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just like, this sucks so bad. <laughs> Like, I got to go. Like, I have a house full of Falcons fans. I just left my wife. She was in there just fending for herself. I <laughs> felt terrible afterwards. But I had to get up out of there. I couldn't, I couldn't show my, what I wanted to say and how I was feeling to anybody else. But then when they, and then they put Nick Foles in. And then there was just a glimmer of light in my heart. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I was like, oh. This could happen. So then my dad gets a little closer. Like, I'm in the kitchen now. Like, so he gets a little closer and he's like, watch this. I'm like, yo, leave me alone and let me watch this, okay? Again, I'm, I'm not going to tell you again. <laughs> yes, you're bigger than me. You're 6'3". I get it. I get it. You can pound me in this submission, but there's no, like, stop talking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So then, we, so then Nick throws that first one. And I'm like, let's go. I'm talking, I'm talking hot shit. I'm like, let's go. And then... Then they three and out, and we go back scoring. I'm like, or what's the name? Allen Robinson drops that the ball, and I almost come out of my skin. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, you gotta catch that. Like you're six four, six three. That that should happen. Like almost in me, like a jump ball. You need that. That needs to happen. <sighs> then Anthony Miller drops the pass. So then I want to run through a brick wall. Like, I, w- I want to find the closest wall and just run through it. Like, why can't we be great? Like, we have the quarterback that'll throw you the ball. 
This is the one you wanted, Ant. Like, we know that. We know you wasn't really with Mitch. We know that. Come on, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> all the times you've been open and the ball's not 10 yards and, like, in front of you. Come on. You, this is what you wanted. Hit you square in your hands and you drop it. I kind of want to punch you in the face, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. That's fine. Cool, you got it. And then the magic happens. A Allen Robinson, the spin move from hell is what I called it to everybody <laughs> that was in my house. Called it the spin move from hell. It was fantastic. I ran over and just yelled at everyone. Uh, <laughs> I can see uh, I can I could see you Kenny just being like fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you just was, right down the line in your house. It was a lot of trash talk happening, it was a lot of like, oh, what's happening? Like we one one point down. What what's do you think to you guys? Do you think that when was the moment that your Falcon friends and family like they knew it was going it in got, a bad direction? It got was real quiet. It? it got real was quiet the, after the um after the um a Rod spin spin move from yep. hell. Yep. It got real quiet in here. Like <laughs> people started talking to me. Like my dad kept talking to me, of course, because he wants to be on my side now. Like screw you. But he was it, he was playing. I respect your dad. He was playing he's both so sides. Smart. You were I on, hate him. He man. was like he was like, well, <laughs> I'm gonna talk shit, but you know, Falcons gonna Falcons, right? Am I yeah. right? So yeah, then he, he was he, he was he was all about the uh, he was all about Dan Quinn getting fired. So he was just like, I appreciate it. Like you were doing it, like you were doing me a favor. Like he, I'm like, you're not making this fun for me at all. Yeah. <laughs> like not at all. Um, and then when Ant made that touchdown, man, I was just, I was so happy. Like it was, it was genuine happiness. And then, but I, I went and recapped. I always do self, self reflect. That's what Matt Nagy says. I self reflect. <laughs> And I was like, I wasn't nervous. I was nervous, but I was very confident with Nick at the helm. Like it was a different tone. You could feel it. You could like, feel did, it. Did You're you right. feel like oh, my yes, all in? Yes. I was 100%. like, percent. Oh yeah. I'm like, this guy is dropping him in the bucket. I love it. And you can I, you can feel a whole momentum shift of like about the team. I think the defense, their their energy shifted as well. You think Nick so? Yeah. I felt like they played with a bit more pep in their step, right. knowing like they could take more chances, knowing sure. that they might have a dude who can help them out. Man, I can't wait! I can't wait to see what he does for a full, uh, full game. I think that he's super comfortable in uh, Matt Nagy's offense. I think that he's in charge of it. Like, like I read this morning. What about what he told Ant on the uh, last play? Run to the L. I don't yeah. know if I have time. Yeah. In the huddle. Oh, awesome. Yes. Like before awesome. the yeah. defense came out, and he gets to assess everything. He's like, "Yeah, they're coming. I know, but I don't know if I have time. So just run to the L. I guarantee you." Mitch has said nothing of the sort. No <laughs> in chance. That huddle. No chance. <laughs> like, so when I heard when I when I when I read that this morning, I was like, "This is my guy." Like I I knew like when he his first press conference when he was talking about the quarterback competition and how he approached that shit. I was like, "Yo, he, this guy gets it. I love him." Like and I could see why everybody else loves him. He was like a no nonsense dude. Like. Let's be, let's let's be clear. I hate Mr. Trubisky's um, uh, press conferences. 
he just talks entirely too much. I'm like, bro, none of that shit, like, nobody cares about how you're feeling at this particular moment. Like, just shut up and answer the question. <laughs> but but that's not, that's neither here nor there. I'm a way he, the way he the way he approached that press conference was like, hey man, I'm here. You know what I mean? I'm here to make the Bears better, not just me better. I'm here to make the Bears better. Whatever they ask me to do, I'll do it. If I win it, oh well. If I don't, whatever. I'm still gonna cheer for my boy and get give him everything that I know. Yep. And it was it didn't feel like it was like a canned response. Like everybody says that shit. You know what I mean? Like he felt yeah. like like he was like, yo, why are you asking me that question? Like it's. Like you're stupid. Like if you don't know me, that's fine. But like, you have to know. Like you, you know what I did with, with Wentz. You saw that. You know, go ask somebody. Like I felt like he was like, yo, go ask about me real quick. Yeah. Like, yep. I, like, and I loved it. And that, <laughs> all of a sudden, that that confidence, that, like that that not nervousness, but like straight confidence in the offense was like growing exponentially. I was like, oh my god. Like I've never felt this way. I haven't felt this way in a long, long time about being comfortable about somebody in under center. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're going to score here. Yep. Like, how long has it been since you felt that? Like, oh, we're going to score here. Forever. Like, <laughs> my, my entire life. <laughs> I was going to say Sid Luckman, but none of us were alive during that era. That might I'm... be the last time. George Blanda, was he a quarterback? <laughs> I don't even know. Kenny, man, this has been a pleasure. This has been awesome. I'm glad we could finally catch up. I'm glad you can talk shit to your whole Falcons loving family the rest of all of your lives. And hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck them. Thanks, Kenny. It's been Fans and Eggs. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Third and six. Here goes Darnold out. Picked off on the play. He may take it all the way. That's Xavier Rhodes on the way for a touchdown. Uh-oh. Grabbed by Houston. Is that a safety? safety for a second consecutive week the defense of the Colts has recorded a safety defense coming up big scoring 16 points back-to-back safeties in two games that's quite an accomplishment um just guys making plays all over the field back zero doinks this is my favorite segment of each week now that we are in the midst of a bears 16 game winning streak let's be honest dan is going to walk us through this week's enemy the indianapolis colts dan let's get awesome let's get physical physical i don't know why i did that 
okay, we're talking about Colts, not who's saying that? Jane Fonda? Oh, Bush. Nope, sorry, not Bush. Hams. Who sang that know. song? Um, Olivia Newton-John, I believe. Oh, I think it was Slipknot. All right. So Colts, uh, let's just start a little Colts this year. They're two and one on the year. They just beat the Jets, thirty-six to seven. Breaking news, Bill: the Jets suck. Wow, do they look bad? Bad, bad. Uh, but back-to-back weeks for the Colts with a safety. How about that? There's a fun little nugget for you. Uh, but this past weekend against Sam Darnold, which you may hear about or have already heard about in Fans and Eggs, uh, could be a future Chicago Bear, uh, he threw two pick sixes inclu- and then another interception. So he had three interceptions on the day. Colts defense might be decent. Hard to tell. They've played trash teams, including Kirk Cousins, who we just made fun of. Uh, Does Rivers scare you at all? No. No, he doesn't. He has a floppy arm like a Cornish hen taint. Yeah. I don't shoot me. I'm a Cornish hen. Watch me do this jig in my bow tie. All right. Sorry. Sidetracked. All right. Colts, Bears, all time. Colts lead the series 24-19. That's got to include Baltimore years, right? Yeah. That's a lot of games. Okay. Mm-hmm. They did Baltimore dirty, right? Just leaving in the middle of the night. Do I have that right? I feel like yes. I could picture big trucks just leaving Baltimore before the sun came up. The Colts are gone. We Fuck you, Art Modell. Wait, Indiana. was it Art Modell? No. Um, or was that er- Old Man Ursay? Art Modell moved the team to Baltimore. Wait, the Browns, he moved to Baltimore. Yes. Okay, I got it straight now. I'm an NFL historian, as I everybody love the wire. Knows. I love the wire. Okay. All right, last game against the Colts was October 9th, 2016. Ooh, just before the Cubs won the World Series. That was a fun time, back when things were normal. Uh, Colts won that game 29-23. Your old friend Brian Hoyer threw for 397 yards and two touchdowns. How did we lose that game? Made up. Uh, Jordan Howard, who was a rookie, rushed for 118 yards. Cam Meredith led the Bears with 130 yards receiving. Andrew Luck had 322 yards passing, two touchdowns. Frank Gore. 75 yards rushing for your Indianapolis Colts. Um, All right, here's a fun one at the end here. Do you know who Chris Prozinski is? I don't think so. Well, he led the Bears with eight tackles that day. He was a safety? I don't remember this guy at all. Me neither. I saw his name in the box score. Chris Prozinski. Never heard of him. I feel like that was a Wikipedia edit by Chris Przinsky. Well, it it was on ESPN. I I would say that, yes, on Wikipedia, but ESPN, box score. All right, I'm glad you didn't know him either because I had never heard of that motherfucker. All right, 
The last uh, Bears-Colts uh, game in Chicago was September 9th, 2012, opening day. Andrew Luck's first game. Uh, another burp, sorry. Bears won 41-21. Hot start to 2012. Cutler had 333 yards passing, two touchdowns. Forte with a rushing touchdown. Two rushing touchdowns by Michael Bush. That's neat. Reggie Wayne had 135 yards receiving. Uh, Colts had a new coach. You know who that is? Chuck Pagano. You got it. Brand new yes. coach. Neato. Uh, okay. The Before the game started, they uh, held a moment of silence in the stadium for AP writer Joe Mushil. Mushil? Musil? He died at 85. Do you know who that is? No, but that sounds like a waste of everybody's time. No offense to the yeah. Mosil family. No, no, yep, no offense to that Mosil family. I figured you may have crossed paths with him. Said he was like a well-known Chicago AP writer. No. I've never heard of this guy. No, that's come on. That he's got to be buddies with Brian Hanley. So let's ask him. Okay. Moving the team to Arlington Heights is Brian Hanley. Okay. That's it for that review. Uh, let's go through the coaches here. I just want to say right up front, the Colts' website's a mess. Their coaches are, like, just mixed in with strength coaches. There's, like, a random, like, front office guy in there. Colts, get some order in your fucking website. Jesus Christ. Do you think the state of Indiana was the last to get the internet? <laughs> yes, yeah, between them and Iowa. So, you know. Yeah, you're probably right. Fuck you both. No offense, Phil. Love you. Okay. Uh, head coach, Frank Reich. Uh, obviously, Jim Kelly's back up in Buffalo for fucking ever. He went to Maryland, where he was a backup to Boomer Esiason for three years. How about that? Didn't know that. Bill Polian, your favorite guy, he once uh, had a quote that says that Frank Reich was the greatest backup quarterback in NFL history. Nope. Nick Foles is. That's what, that's what I thought. You want that? Like, is that a something you'd be proud of to hear? The greatest second fiddle in NFL yeah. history. Yeah, it's like six man of the year, but yeah. for your entire career. Vinny Johnson, Ew. microwave. <laughs> microwave. All right, the defensive coordinator is uh, someone called Matt Eberfluss. You ever heard of him? No, no. He's been the Colts defensive coordinator since 2018. He was also 2018 assistant coach of the year, according to Peter King. Hmm. Why is that something Peter King's talking about? Give me a coffee. I'm on the quiet train. Stop talking. I'm an idiot. Wear a mask. You know what really grinds my gears? When I go to a bar, they don't have an Allagash white beer. I don't know. I don't know what that voice was, but that was Peter King. Hillary was robbed. I'm not a Boston fan, but let me tell you about all of the ways the Red Sox are the best. I'm Peter King. 
It's, I was just going to make fun of him for talking too much baseball in his columns, and then I realized we have Hams and Ted on this show. <laughs> it is getting shorter, though, so. Ooh. Ooh. Not Nick's inseam. Okay, offensive coordinator is Nick Sirani. He is the Colts offensive coordinator since 2018. He's not calling plays, though, right? Doesn't no. Frank, Frank Francis do that? I don't think so. Uh, he was, uh, this is, oh, his second coaching gig in his life was from 2006 to 2008 at IUP. First question. Well, this is the only question. Do you know what that stands for? Indiana University Penises. Yep. Close. Pennsylvania. And you know who he was, the head coach of that team was when he was there? Adolf Hitler. Close. Lou Tepper. Oh, your, your God old damn it. My, it's the same guy in my mind. Fuck Lou Tepper. Great defensive coach. Bottleneck glasses. Horrible head coach. Fuck him. All right. This has been Big Ten Minute. Uh, the special teams coordinator is a real meathead-looking meathead son of a bitch called Bubba Ventrone. He was a journeyman special teams guy in the NFL forever, but I didn't like his look. Uh, wide receiver coach is Mike Grow, Bears wide receiver coach from 2013 to 2015. So he stinks. Uh, director of sports performance. I was more curious if you know who this guy is. His name is Rusty Jones. Yes. Former strength coach he, for the Bears. Former strength coach for the Bears. And then he was Bears director of physical development. From 2008 to 2012, uh, in his bio on the Colts website, it says his wife Sharon is a professional singer who has performed the national anthem before Bears and Bills games. Does that qualify uh, you as a professional singer? And I think that's a lie because doesn't Jim Cornelison and Wayne Lair not Wayne Larrabee? <laughs> What's the other Wayne? <laughs> No, the guy who had his, got oh. shot in the throat that one year. Why Wayne Mesmer. Wayne Mesmer. Mesmer. Thank you. Yes. I don't remember a Sharon Jones. That's that's you a think lie. That's a, lie? That's a web of lies. But does that make you a professional singer? They're not getting paid for that, right? Cor Jim Corlison is right, I don't but know. not not Sharon Rusty Jones. Ooh, I'll share Ooh. your Rusty Jones anytime. <laughs> of the week. I don't know. It sounds very sexual. All right, so I realized after I went through this that I, I ended it there, my Colts uh, coaches review. I totally forgot to do the owner review, which mm. is Jim Ursay. That guy's a mess, right? Was he yes. suspended for like a year for for doing a little droogs? I think so, yeah. He is he is an absolute mess. It's like he thinks he's a... A, like a lead singer for a rock band. I think that's how he lives his life, right? Right. In Indianapolis. That's got to mm. be hard. Ooh. What? That's got to be a hard place to have like a shitload of money, right? Like they have some. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what does one do in Indianapolis with a lot of money? You go to Peter King's favorite steakhouse. Um, God damn it. What is it called? Elmo's St. Elmo's. Oh yeah, there you go. Get yourself a Salisbury steak. 
in an Allagash White. I had a good pumpkin beer because it's fall. I'm Peter King. Stop talking on the quiet car. What a can you imagine what a whiny dick that guy must be in real life? I mean, you just you read that I didn't even know if he writes his Monday morning quarterback column anymore, but he does. it always struck me what a pain in the ass that guy. And I I always I never was sure whether I liked the column or not. I just read it and I was like, why am I still doing this? And he always seemed to mention that he was running a marathon for like three straight years. Like, he ran a marathon after talking about it for a year, and then he talked about it for three more years. Like, good for me. I ran a marathon. Fuck you, Peter King. You cheated. Fuck you. I always loved – didn't Drew McGarry do, like, a Tuesday morning quarterback where he just picked nits and all of the the horrible column from the day before? I loved that. That was fantastic before – I think his brain blew up, Drew McGarry, and he hasn't really been funny since. Oh, I didn't know that. Rest yeah. in peace. All right. Uh, oh, there's one Illini player on the Colts. Tavon Wilson. Yes. He's a safety nine-year vet. Good for him. No gophers on the Colts That's roster. That's why they're two and one. What'd you say? That's why they're two and one. That's why oh, they're okay. above 500. Oh, okay. Good. Good call. That's all I have for roster coach updates. Um, I did just – I was curious. I went through their stats on the year. Rivers has thrown for uh, – he's averaging 266 passing yards per game. He's thrown three touchdowns, three interceptions. That's not very scary. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, the Wisconsin Badger fuck, he leads the team with 186 yards rushing, so that's not scary either. Who's their normal guy? Mac? Is that was that supposed yeah. to be their, their yeah, starter? Yeah, Marlon Mac, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then their leading receiver is a tight end, Mo Ali Cox. Mm. He's 181 yards receiving. He's their top guy. So their offense not not super impressive. We'll pick our spots and we'll pick our spots in hams and bread coming up next for oh, sure. Okay, no, okay. the Colts the Colts don't scare me. You might already sense a lean from Bill Doinks here. Okay, all right. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's some that's some good quick analysis by you. They have the kicker with glasses from Georgia, Blankenship. Is that his name? He's a funny oh, looking yeah. fella. I didn't realize that. I enjoy that guy. Yeah, he's funny yeah. looking. Yeah, he. Are you sure? Yeah, okay. He he hit a few on the uh, uprights against the Jets. I yeah, one I don't of think he's been in. great. Yeah, one of them went in and one of them did not. So it was fun to see someone else do that for once. Dedoink, absolutely. De-doink. Dan, this has been another pleasure. You did a hell of a job. Not a great coaching staff, I would say. Right? No, another another weak one. Another week staff grow up Colts. I will say though, if you if you have nothing to do with your life, go check out the pictures. They kind of look like they're a mess. The coaching staff, a lot of like real nerdy looking dudes, guys who haven't shaved. They don't scare anybody. That's all I'll say. No, that's all you need to say. We are going to finish this segment with just a brief 
comment from the original fan and egg, Phil in Indiana. He had a prediction that he wanted to share about this week's game to get you pumped. Headed into hams and bread slash hams and spreads. Thank you, Dan, for all of your efforts on Bears Colts Review. Preview. Preview. Bears Colts Preview. I like to drink pumpkin beer. All right, my week four prediction, Bears Colts is going to be, Bears will start the season 4-0 and with a 27-17 victory over the Indianapolis Colts at Soldier Field. My click to pick or pick to click, however you guys boys want to say it, is going to be Cordero Patterson with Treat Cohen now out for the season. He's going to see an expanded role in the backfield. I think, I believe he's going to step up big. Stop it. Grow up. It's 2020. Kiss my ass, 2020. Kiss it. Let me gamble on the Illini. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't. I don't disagree with any of that. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Zero dykes. Yes. Yes. Zero dykes. Yes. Go. Zero dykes. Push the ball. Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go! Yes! Go! Kick it in! Hams and bread. Let's go! We are back. Hams e pon. Is that right? Pons? Pon, pon, poon. Hams and poon. We're back. Bill, I think you have a little story. Story time to share with us. Before we tell you the lines and our picks with Hams E. Poon. Go ahead, Bill. Yes, this is America's favorite sports gambling segment here, Hams E. Pon, with a little bit of hams and spreads mixed into it. Can't wait to get to Rick Fieldsman's three hot, hot picks. But first, I have a sports gambling story that I think you, Dan, and hopefully our audience will appreciate. So I recently won some free monies via DraftKings, and they were burning a hole in my account. So I decided to really dive deep into some college football this past Saturday, now that there's some legit games. So as I've said on hams and bread before, I'm a big money line guy, and I wanted to find something to wet my whistle. I locked in on two underdogs who were both playing mid-afternoon, and I tied them together on a parlay. So let's talk about game number one first. It was defending champion LSU hosting Mike Leach in Mississippi State. The Bulldogs, they recently got a grad transfer quarterback from Stanford, K.J. Costello. And the Tigers were playing their first game without Joe Burrow among like pretty much every starter from last year that got drafted in the NFL. So the game was back and forth until Mississippi State, behind Costello's SEC record 623 yards passing, one in Baton Rouge, 44-34. The Bulldogs were plus 600 on the money line. Boom, leg one of the parlay was successful for Bill Doinks. Game two, That was we're going to visit Lubbock, Texas, where Texas Tech Red Raiders, they were hosting number eight Texas Longhorns. And the Longhorns raced off to uh, three different 10-point leads in the first half, and they went into halftime up by 10. But a quick third-quarter score cut the lead down to three. Texas quickly went up 10 again in a blocked punt. After a blocked punt for a touchdown, I should say. But things got really weird in my trousers after that as Texas Tech scored two touchdowns in the last minute of the third quarter, and they took their first lead of the day. 
Following a Texas field goal, the Red Raiders got in the end zone twice more. They took a 56-41 lead with 3.13 left in the game. This was right around the time that Mississippi State was finishing off LSU. I was starting to lose my mind, and I, f- I feel like this is a good time to share some more details regarding this potential winning parlay, Dan. So I mentioned that I used free monies. Well, those free monies, that was 150 bucks. And, and I put it all on this parlay. And as I said, Mississippi State was plus 600 to win outright at LSU, which they did. Texas Tech was also plus 600 to upset Texas at home, making the total odds of that parlay plus 4,800, thus making the potential payout $7,200. So Texas Tech is up 56 to 41 with 313 to go. I was texting our buddy Rick Fieldsman during these games, and I, once they went up 15, I sent him a message that said, oh, my God, Tech's going to win. So less than 34 seconds later of game clock action, Texas completed a 12-yard touchdown pass. They cut the lead down to eight. There's two and a half minutes to go, and then Texas, they attempted an onside kick. And not only was it successful, but they gained a ton of yards on it. They went deep into Red Raiders territory, and with 40 seconds to go, they threw a touchdown pass. And, of course, they completed the two-point conversion, tie game, going to overtime. Texas Tech has spent Longhorns win by seven in overtime. My parlay went poof. And, honestly, I wasn't even that upset because it was such a fucking long shot. And But I'm also I'm really grateful that DraftKings did not offer me a cash-out opportunity they, because I think it was free monies. They didn't even give me that because if they – like, I feel like they were going to say, okay, for $5,000, you can now cash out. And if I had not pulled the trigger on that, I I don't think I would have slept, basically. But I'm, I'm okay with it. Is, does that qualify as a bad beat if there were two long shots? that you? T- I don't think so. I feel like no, but maybe that's just me trying to justify and feel a little better about what could have been. I did not spend that money in my mind, fortunately. What do you think about that, Dan? I f- well, first of all, I'm really sorry to hear that. That's I don't know if it technically qualifies as a bad beat. I feel like a bad beat is a backdoor cover or someone like taking a knee right before they were about to get in the end zone. That's a but for you, that's a bad beat. That's awful. What I mean, I have I have a few thoughts that Go I ahead. don't think you mentioned. Have, did you see the was it the quarterback for Texas Tech after that? last score to put them up what were they up 14 with three minutes left they're up 15 no i didn't see him he was on the in the end zone doing the horns down thing oh texas and everyone everyone on twitter made fun of him because then they like show him doing that and then the final score it's like oops a little too early for that um and then the other one was the lsu game which i had lsu uh in a 10 10 team parlay and they were my only loser who would have thought fucking lsu they were they were like minus 700 or something insane like that would you say plus 600 for plus 600 okay yeah so it was probably yeah minus 700 750 but did you see the the guy chuck his beer at a big screen tv i think at a bar after the lsu game no amazing (laughs) just just chucked his beer it was like a maybe a pint glass at a tv and just it it broke the shit out of it which you 
sounds like you had experience with that this weekend, a, a broken TV. Yeah. So yeah. it's just funny, like the LSU guy getting pissed off after you just rattled off one of the best college football seasons ever yeah. last year. Come on. You're like Come on. already like, Ugh, I'm so mad. Ugh. But I'm upset for you. I don't know what that voice it's was. Okay. That was like a really mad Peter King that I just did there. But um, yeah, do you want to share uh, about your TV situation? Yeah, Dan alluded to it. So my almost five-year-old son, he turns five this week. He, uh, I have a 65, I had a 65-inch LG. It had been paid off for a couple of years. And uh, I'm watching college football, probably getting loose for those 230 parlays. And uh, my son is playing with um, not tiddlywinks because this is not 1932, but something like that. Like there was like a plastic piece. It was long, not as long as Nick Foles, I'm sure. But so he's fucking around with it, pretending it's a sword. It slips out of his hand, goes toward the TV. It was all in slow motion in my mind. And it hit my television dead center, and it looked like it internally it cracked everything. And I was like, that's fucking weird. And I was, I was stunned. So was he. So I turned off the TV. I looked at him. He was already crying so he could tell something was wrong. Like he, he felt so bad, and I did not snap at him. I'm shocked, actually. And uh, I went up to the TV. It was as if nothing hit the TV. There was, like, no mark on it. It was the weirdest fucking thing. So I'm like, all right, maybe that was a weird fluke. Turn on the TV. It had cracked worse. It was like literally like you had shot a bullet in the middle of a window and everything had shattered around it. It was so fucked up. So good news, though. I ended up buying a 75-inch TV on Sunday morning at Costco. There's some hot deals right now, guys. Get out there for much less than I paid for that LG. And... I still need to set it up. I did not get it set up in time for uh, the Bears game, so it's been sitting in my family room. I have not watched a thing since the Bears, really, but I can't wait. So thank you, son, for busting my 65-incher. Dan, you recently also got a 65-incher, I believe, but you felt insignificant. You felt like your penis was small after Coach Cuse and I talked about our 75-inchers. Yeah, you guys, it was definitely a dick-measuring contest with TVs. And you're like, ooh, check out this 75-inch. Ooh, look at this OLED 75-inch. And I'm real proud of my 65-inch <laughs> TV that I just bought a few weeks ago. And I was like, well, it seems like I have a tiny penis now. So I don't care. I'm happy about it. I had a smaller one whoop, smaller one before. Whoops. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about it. I didn't have a, as good of a story as you did. I just had an old-ass TV. The sound wasn't working, and I just pulled the trigger and Ugh. said, this is it. This is my moment. And I went to Apt, and I bought it. Nice job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bears plus three for this weekend. Is that still the case? Do we know? We Plus three on DraftKings with the normal juice. FanDuel's doing a weird trick this week. They have plus two and a half. But they have reduced juice minus one oh five. So uh what would you yeah, I would just take the extra half point. I don't care. Yes. I'll pay a little juice for that. Yes. So let's go with plus three. We'll do we'll do plus three DraftKings. Over unders forty five. Bears are two and one against the spread. The over is two and one. Colts are two and one against the spread. Over is one and two for the Colts. Mm-hmm. So what do you got, Bill? What do you like? 
Well, I'm a money line player. I don't give a fuck about the points. Bears, 4-0. Bears win by 10. They win by 10. I think they they make up this year for what they should have done to Phillip Rivers last year when the Chargers visited Soldier Field. And Big Dick Nick gets just enough done against the Colts. Very good defense. They do have a legit defense. There's no doubt about it. But Xavier Rhodes is one of those cornerbacks. He's an old fuck. He's been great. He had a pick six uh, against the Jets, but that doesn't really count, right? So Bears win by 10. You heard it here first. Uh, over under, I would go under still, but I don't play those games. Dan, which way you going, bud? I, I love it. I love Bears are definitely going to win. I will say they'll win by 11, just to one-up you there. Uh, I know I would take the points, just take the points, play it safe, plus three Bears at home. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, I also like the over. I like the over 45. Bears might do that, cover that themselves. Uh, I actually won a, a little cash on Bears team total last week, yes. over 21 and a half points. Oh, I feel like that's, that. I feel like that's something to keep an eye on too. That feels like that that feels like easy money if that big dick Nick gets them rolling again. I'm not buying the hype with the Colts defense. They've played a lot of shitty teams like we have. They played the Jaguars, right? And lost yep. week one. They've yep. played the Vikings, shitty, and the Jets are awful. So do we know that defense is actually good? No, we don't know that. That offense, not great. Um, who's their rookie Pittman, uh, rookie yeah. wide receiver. He's hurt out, out. I say he's out. So, uh, no, not buying it, not buying it with the Colts. They're not going to be able to score points. So maybe the over doesn't make sense, but I'm going to go bears plus three, just play, cons- play it conservative, but I think All they're right, also going to win. Fair. I think they're going to win. You know, who doesn't play it conservative? That's Rick Fieldsman, And he is back. After, for him, a rough weekend going one and two. He's Mr. Two and One. That finally did not happen for once. But he's back with three of his hot, hot picks. Rick, make us some monies, buddy. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams, 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 and hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hands and spread. Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Our buddy Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Featuring me, Rick Fieldsman. All right, stop the music. Stop it all. It's been a rough weekend for Rick Fieldsman and all you Fieldsmaners and all you doinkers that depend on me for picks. Mr. 2-1-1, who guaranteed 2-1, went 1-2, and that is unacceptable. It will not happen again. Effective immediately. No more fancy transitions. No more promotions. I'm giving you the straight Ricky Fieldsman picks, and that's it. Oh, I've heard from all of you, how disappointed you are, how much money you're losing, selling your houses, and I have to apologize. I got a note here from a Tim in Iowa who said he's been 
ugly for his whole life and this was his last opportunity to get some money and now he's ugly and broke luckily you can wear a mask let's get into the picks all right first up we have washington versus baltimore i watched that game yesterday whoops monday night i watched it baltimore versus kansas city and guess what baltimore stinks they are terrible. And are you kidding me? They are giving 12 and a half points. Are you crazy? This is nuts. That team is garbage. They don't even know how to throw the ball. They don't even know how to run the ball. I don't even know what Harbaugh is there under that gator of his. Washington plus 12 and a half. I love it. Washington football team. They're building on the last three weeks. They are going to be bringing it. Pick number one. Oh, I dug deep into the details. That is one that you want. Washington plus 12 and a half. Let's move next pick. All right. We have New England versus Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Chiefs look strong, but guess why? Baltimore stinks. New England plus seven taking points against Kansas City. Oh, I absolutely love New England. I love them. They are just an incredible team. They're from the Northeast. How could you not love them? Plus seven points. I'm taking the points. New England's going to win outright. It is going to blow everything out of proportions. And New England is just a great team. You're going to take the points. That's two. That's I dug deep. These are the hot, hot picks that you came here for. Washington, New England. Printing Money's Pick of the Week is next. No sponsors. Sponsored by Ricky Fieldsman only. Until we get on track, okay? Here's what I like. Chicago at Indianapolis. Chicago are two and a half point dogs. Is this madness? What is going on? Are the Bears ever going to be favored in a game? Two and a half point. Did you see Nick Foles? Did you see how he's like seven feet tall in there? He can throw over anybody. Oh, I love, love the Bears. Indianapolis is a joke. Peyton Manning is a joke. They're all, they're jokers over there. Oh, Chicago, two and a half printing monies. We're going three and zero, baby. You thought, you know what? I was worried at the start of this, but three minutes later, I am quite pleased with these picks. Three and zero. Back on track. We're going to be making the monies. Don't worry, Tim. Get a loan. Get an ugly face loan. And remember, have a good one at the windows. And this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment. Hams and Spreads with Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman is the smartest person in the whole wide world. Rick Fieldsman can make you a lot of money. Whoa, Rick. Going out on a lot of limbs this week, Dan. What do you make of his choices? Hams and Spreads. Pick of the week. Was uh, I wasn't really listening to his picks. It was one of those uh, horse racing. Did I hear that right? I passed out. Honestly, I think um, Rick's, he's just such, he's such a dick. Like, I just, I have a hard time, like, really wanting to listen to everything he says, just because of his attitude. I really need to stop putting his picks in a parlay. I mean, I know he's usually Mr. Two and One, and he was Mr. One and Two this week. Right? I have that right, Mr. One and Two. Uh, but I know the minute I don't put him in a parlay, he's going to go 3-0, and and I'm going to be really upset. So I can't quit you, Rick. I cannot quit you. What I also can't quit, Dan, are your teasers. Do you have any 
Do you have a feel for anything that you want to throw at our audience this week? Yes. Uh, so my teasers, uh, my teaser lost again last <laughs> again last week. I loved the Cardinals last week. I said no way they're losing to the Lions at home. Whoops, they did. So apologies for that. Let's start with uh, a few games that I like. I like three games. I like the Cowboys minus four and a half at home against Cleveland. The Browns stink. Cowboys can score points. We've seen that. They hung in there with the Seahawks yesterday. Cowboys minus four and a half. I also like the Texans minus three and a half at home against the Vikings. The Vikings continue to burn the absolute shit out of me. I don't know why I think they're going to turn it around. I had a lot of money on the Vikings money line this week. Whoops, that didn't go well. Sorry, not sorry. Fuck you, Kirk Cousins. Fuck you, Vikings. Grow up. I also have Miami plus six and a half at home against Seattle. That just didn't make sense to me. It feels like it should be more. So taking Seattle feels like a sucker bet. So I'm just going the other way. I'll take Miami plus six and a half. Fitz magic, baby. All right. So here's my teaser. Are you ready? Yes. Are you are you ready for this? I think so. It's a two-team teaser, seven points. The first one, you might like it, Bill. You're going to take the Bears plus 10. Oh, my God. At home. Easy. Free money. Against the Colts. That's almost not even fair. I'm sorry, Vegas slash Paradise Casino slash Casino Queen. I'm sorry. You're welcome. Not sorry. You're going to pair up the Bears with the Packers at home against the Falcons. You're going to get them at a pick em. They just got to win. Are the Falcons winning at Lambeau? No. The Packers <laughs> might be pretty good, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Beat the shit out of the Saints. Unfortunately, yep. they might be good. So you got Bears, Packers, pair them together. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers, but win me some monies. That's a lock. That's an absolute lock. Just do it. Do it, love it, leave it. Cornish end. <laughs> I love it. I love a segment within a segment, first of all, and then now we've got your teasers. We need to give we need to give that a title at some point because I need to write another song. I'm itching. I'm itching for another song. Well, would you please hold off until I actually get better at them? Because I think no. I've lost teasers two weeks in a row. So give me some time to breathe, Bill. No, that that could have its own other type of angle. To hashtag fade the doinks. Thank you, Tally Site. Thank you, Tally Site, for all of everything that you do. We love you. Thank you for your social media graphics. Getting better every week. You guys are doing great. We love you. This has been Tally site to- Hams and Bread and Hams and Spreads. Dan, thank you for your teasers. You're welcome. Teasers. Tease them and spread them. Why do we force? So that we can learn to pick ourselves up. You still haven't given up on me. Never.
If you ever wanted to follow us, do it at Zero Doinks. Instagram at Zero Doinks. Twitter at Zero Doinks. Slip into our DMs. Wet, wet, wild. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. At Zero Doinks. All right. So let's do, uh, before we get to our picks this week, let's do the top performers. Do you want to guess? No. Okay. Do you have a bear that you fantasize about every Sunday? So do we. It's Bears Fantasy Corner. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Welcome back. Zero doinks. Now, this is America's favorite fantasy football segment, Bears Fantasy Corner. Are you noticing a trend here? We're all favorites. Dan, how were our week three clicks to pick, buddy? I'll admit, I don't even remember who you had. Who'd you have? I had Anthony Miller. Okay. We don't count drops in fantasy football. We don't, but I know you won because I had Cole Komet, who had zero points. So you're three and zero. Oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're three. I and guess. Oh. Is that exciting? Yeah. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Why don't I? Maybe I'll we'll we'll change up the mojo here, and I'll give you my pick first. How about that? Okay. Do it. I have a guy who's has brand new life with Nick Foles. You want to guess who it is? Nope, not going to let you. It's Anthony Miller. <laughs> I'm picking Anthony Miller. Yes. He's going to have only three catches, but exactly 100 yards, three touchdowns. Every catch is going to be a touchdown, Bill. Can you believe it? Anthony yes. Johnson Miller, I don't think that's his middle name, is my click to pick. What do you got, Bill? I love it. Well, as opportunity strikes for Anthony Miller, here's another guy who is looking to take advantage of a situation after Tariq Cohen's injury opens up opportunity. His name, Ryan Suckabeaver Nall. So his career stats, he has two rushing attempts for eight yards, one reception for two yards. However, Last week, I don't know if you noticed this, Dan, when you were catching up after all of the softball games, but he was split out wide two different times against Atlanta, even before Cohen's injury. So that was weird. I thought completely weird. You you saw that? I saw it. Yeah, I noticed it. Very. I also thought it was very strange. Yeah, I don't understand it, but my assumption is that Nagy is trying to set something up for this week against the Colts. He's putting something on tape. He and Bill Lazor, Bill has just taken a lot of oxygen puffs in the locker room, just stealing all the things from his players. He's playing where'd you hide the bone with a dog, with a safety dog, a rescue dog. I can't remember that joke. Go back a few preseason make-believes and you'll understand the reference. Anywho, Ryan Nall. So here's the thing that's been going on with the Colts. Backup running backs against the Colts so far this year, They've averaged 15 yards rushing. They've averaged 28 yards receiving, three receptions a game, and .3, three, 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 three touchdowns, okay? So here's what I think for Nall's line. This is more maybe a daily fantasy play because you're going to be right, you know, on the cusp of greatness here. Ryan Nall's stats for Sunday, 
He's going to have four yards rushing. Don't panic. He's going to have 36 yards receiving. Don't panic. But those two, those two things equal two touchdowns. That's a 36-yard touchdown catch from Big Dick Nick, and and that's a four-yard uh, rushing touchdown because Nagy doesn't like to use Montgomery in the red zone for whatever reason. So he's going to go. He's going to go straight to Ryan Nall. He is my click to pick. Make monies. Uh, is there how many leagues do you think Ryan Nall's picked up in? Just None. in general. No, I maybe one. Probably one think, in in uh you, somewhere in Corvallis, Oregon, right? His it's just his his own family yes. has him in their lineup. Like just yes. to be nice. They don't have yeah. him like starting, but they're he's like <laughs> at the very bottom of the reserve list. You Bill Lazor made me think of something yeah. back to this past week. Did you put any stock in Bill Lazor being the one who shared the news with Mitch that he was being benched over Nagy? Like that I – you don't think that it's true that he actually delivered the news? No, Is that what you're I saying? think it's true, but do you okay. give a shit that it didn't come from Nagy? No. Were people making a big deal of the fact that it did not come directly from Nagy? I feel like Mitch kind of seemed hurt oh, by it. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yeah, he seemed a little hurt that it didn't come from Nagy and it came from Bill Lazor. I don't well, give a shit. I mean, no, same. And I feel like Nagy's trying to get Foles ready at that point, right? right. That's his job. That's send Lazor's not calling any. Play. What is what is Bill Lazor doing during the game? He's not calling plays. I I want to know what he's doing besides whatever we made up during the preseason. I don't even. Yeah. I barely know what the guy looks like. I feel like they show him every game on the sideline, right? Is he on the sideline? Yeah, I feel like I've seen him a couple times. But he has a mask on, so I still don't know what he looks like. Yeah, so you're going to see his very, very soft hair. Do you think he uses conditioner? No, that's semen. All right, let's do the uh, top performers of the week. I just updated it because Patty Mahomes just uh, actually finished uh, fucking my couch in our fantasy league that we're in. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. I was a big, and he ended up with 53 fantasy points tonight. Whole buddy, top performer, Patty Mahomes. Second, do you want to guess second and third? Mm, Sam Darnold and Frank Gore. So, so close. Russell Wilson finished second with 50.3 points, and Josh Allen was third. He does wow. not run like a fucking gazelle. I don't yes, want to he hear does. it. Yes, he, he does. does not. He He's does pretty. Not. But, yeah, those two guys have been in the top three each week, and Dak Prescott was just behind. Uh, so if not for Mahomes, we would have had, like, the same top three, I think, for, like, three fucking weeks in a row. So Weird. Yeah, Josh Allen, MVP candidate? I guess. I don't uh, know. Uh, it's not going to last, is it? I don't know. No chance. No chance. Yeah. yeah. We had I'm glad they beat the Rams, though. Yes, yes, we're all happy about that. Thank you, Buffalo. Uh, we only had one negative player this week. Do you want to guess who that is? Um, I am going to guess Cole Komet. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but I bet you can guess who it is that might make me happy. I can't. Can I? Taysom Hill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that guy is 
trash. Why does everyone love him? He sucks. He's making a billion dollars to be shit. Oh, he's a gadget guy. Oh, he's in at quarterback. Oh, oh, is he going to throw it? No, he never throws it because he stinks. Taysom Hill. Yeah. Negative one point. You suck. I, I hate him. I'm mad at him because I feel like he cost the Saints that game. Although it's, I feel like Sean Payton cost him that game for even fucking around. It's like you're driving to take the lead and you put that dumbass in for like a an option. What are you doing, man? Tyson, what what the fuck? Does he have nude pictures of Sean Payton? He has to, right? He has to. He's... I feel like you can't talk about nude pictures around the Saints, though. Oh. No, you and can't do And we will raise Here's you up on covering up sex scandals. Yeah, Taysom Hill stinks. He's awful, and I think that's the second time already this year he's been on the negative side of things. Do I have that wrong? I feel like he has. I think you have it right. Fuck him. Raise you to shine like the sun and hold you in the palm of his hand. I literally cannot say anything after that. That was beautiful. I have a tear rolling out of my Cornish hand right now. (laughs) This has been... Bears Fantasy Corner. See you in church, Taysom Hill. Here we go. Hams, hams, hams and Ted. 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 Baseball talk. Here we go. Hams and Ted. Oh my goodness. Dan, the White Sox just might be destined for the World Series and perhaps the Cubs see an early playoff exit. Now, I can't say that that might happen for sure. The more handsome member of the Zero Doinks podcast seems to think that this is going to be the case. Happy playoffs to everyone and shout out to the Zero Doinks podcast. Oh, the regular season is over. What a weird year. 60 games. Did we learn anything? No, probably not. Bill, I don't I remember a time when your White Sox beat my Cubs in exhibition games and you thought they were going undefeated. Well, turns out the Cubs keep the Wintrust, Fifth Third Bank, Sloan Water Products, Lakeshore Recycling, Feldco Windows, Bob Rorman Auto, rest in peace, Crosstown Cup with a series win this past weekend. They split on the year. They keep a cup. Is there a cup? Is there a trophy? I don't know, but sorry, not sorry. How are you feeling about things? Well, I was feeling okay until I think you just broke some news, at least in my world, that Bob Rorman's dead. Did I miss that? Yeah, he died like a month ago. You didn't know that? No, I did not know that. Oh, my God. I'm I'm a little devastated right now. I'm shook. Yeah. 
Bob Rorman's been a he's been very popular in my house from an early age. All of my children have always said I would just have to say, "Hey, there's only one what?" And they'll go, "Bob Rorman." So, we were also hurt by the news and I'm shocked you didn't know. No. Um cause of death is it is it covid was he was he ass fuck at a bat is that how it's passed on i don't know all reports that i saw were that he uh had a terrible accident he got his penis stuck in an exhaust pipe of a dodge charger mm. apparently there's there's now there's only none, Bob Rorman. <laughs> I wonder, what if there's anybody to pass his uh, his dealership on to? Is there a Bob Junior? That's hard to say. But uh, did he sell Dodges? I don't remember. I just remember I've when been... I think when I think of Bob Rorman, I do think of the of the jingle for sure. Uh, and like horrible Halloween, um, like costumes, commercials, like it was great. Love the guy. I, um, I once saw Bob Rorman at my dry cleaner and I go to a dry cleaner, one of those like CD one price, like they're dirt cheap dry cleaners mm-hmm. in Downers Grove here. And it was very clearly Bob Rorman. Cause he's been a hero of mine for years. This was probably two years ago. He was driving like a fancy looking Lexus, like a two door Lexus car that mm. I've never seen. And he opened the door and I'm just kind of like, I was right next to him. I'm curious, like, what is, what the hell's Bob Rorman driving? I couldn't even tell because there was so much trash just piled up what? all over the car, like the seats and in like the, the floorboard of the passenger side. It was just a shocking amount of like papers and you know rappers and yeah like fast cups. food like i'm picturing yeah. like a lot of burger king things yes or something. yes and so that was like i think i called jordan i was like you're not gonna believe this i just <laughs> was really close to bob rorman and his car was filthy wow you think a guy selling cars would keep it tidy right yeah, you would think so. You want to set an example for all your guys on the floor. You got to keep morale high. Yeah, and uh, right. fuck you, Bob. Rest in peace. Well, yeah, don't say that about Bob. All right, let's hear about your. How you feeling about your socks? All right, so they've lost nine of twelve. That's not a great way to go into the postseason, but um, you know it's a new season. We're gonna press the reset button. I wish we could press the reset button on the managerial situation because. A uh, fuck you, Ricky Renteria. All you needed to do is win one of those, uh, and it, well, I should say four of the last 12, and you'd be division champs. But I guess the good news is the Sox don't have to play the Yankees, and they do not have to play the Indians in the first round. So I'm going to take that as a victory. They, in case you missed it, they are the seventh seed in the AL. They are traveling to Oakland. They're already there. They're going to play the A's, the number two seed. I don't know much about the A's, I'll be honest. Um, what I do know is that the A's, I did a little research, shockingly, they have lost five of eight. They have apparently a pretty eh, rotation and lineup. They have a good bullpen. Uh, one thing about the A's, they have not advanced in the playoffs since 2006. 
In the last two years, they've lost in that weird play-in wildcard game in both 2018 and 2019. Uh, for the Sox, they have not advanced in the playoffs since 2005 when they won it all. That's a long time ago. And uh, this is their first playoff appearance since 2008 when they lost to the Rays three games to one. So ESPN has the White Sox at a 51% chance of advancing in this three-game series. Because remember, the lower seed or the higher seed, I always get those mixed up, has to go to the, uh, like the Sox have to go to the A Stadium to play best of three. The Sox would have one home game, I assume, and have the last at-bat in game two. I assume that's how it works. Not a big research guy in that category. However, Lucas Giolito pitching game one. This will be his first ever playoff game that he's pitching, and also his first game at Oakland. Dallas Keuchel pitching game two. He is pitching 12 playoff games. His teams are 6-6 six and six in those games, but his ERA is actually below his career ERA, so he's a good playoff performer. And um, here's, what, here's my prediction, Dan. Best of three, right? Sox sweep two games, none. Because the A's pitchers, they're starting with a left-hander, and the White Sox, I think, are 14-0 against uh, left-hand starters this year. And somebody asked Tim Anderson about it today. And they're like, oh, the A's are starting a lefty game one. What do you think about that? Tim Anderson said, I guess they need to do more homework. I love it. So I think they got their swag back, baby. Sox advance, and they play the winner of the Twins Astros. What do you think? I like that. That all makes sense. Would you say 51% chance? Uh, yeah. What is that, ESPN that gave them? That's ESPN. So the um, FanDuel has series odds, and they have both A's and Sox at minus 108. So, like, split right down the middle. Um, I'm glad you brought up Tim Anderson because I'm curious, are the Sox okay with bat flips or anti-bat flips? Where do the Sox stand with bat flipping? Because I'm very confused now after this weekend. So I think this lands perfectly for both of us, actually. I think the only person that has a problem with it is Ricky Renteria because he sent Jimmy Cordero out to bean uh, Wilson Contreras after he did it. It's like, hey, assholes, we've got the king of the bat flips in the dugout right now or at, or at shortstop, at shortstop at that point, of course, Tim Anderson. So... I love what Rick Hahn said on Sunday where he said, if you don't want a guy showboating, fucking get him out. I don't think he dropped an F-bomb, but he should have. I know he was thinking it. Ricky Renteria, I wish he were suspended throughout the playoffs for that. And Jimmy Cordero sucks, too. I wish he was suspended for many, many more games. So fuck you for having an issue with a showboating other team. The Sox should be the king. The Sox, they've like everybody has a giant gold chain. They all talk a lot of shit. Like the Sox own the shit, man. Be the bad boys, baby. Be the bad boys. Don't give the Cubs shit. I think the only other person besides Ricky that had a problem with it was Coach Cuse. He seemed to have a problem with it. He said, well, you have to throw at him after that. And I think I called it pitcher a pussy for doing it and coach cuse tried to throw it back in my face the next day so coach cuse uh sorry you don't like fun buddy thanks for listening how about uh, the cubs how what how are the right. cubs shaping up uh cubs are playing the marlins they're the three seed cubs are uh series odds are minus 194 to win the series marlins are plus 162 
a weird four NL Central teams made the playoffs. That's yes. weird. Yeah, I wrote How that weird. down. I said, huh? Like, I, I saw that this morning. I was like, what the fuck? How do you – is that is that a reflection on a quality division or a very weak National League? I, I, I have felt all year long that the NL Central was really bad really bad and i i you know i've been really critical of the cubs even for the last shit 20 games 20 30 you know last half the cubs have been bad and they won the fucking division so i think it's more indicative of a terrible division than anything i guess no sorry the nl as a whole is trash then it has to be but you only play your own division i don't know yeah, bill I, know. I don't know how it works this is weird but it's possible it won't happen that if every if every NL Central team wins this first series, they would be the be full awesome. representative of the National League. <laughs> I'd love so, that. Uh, so the Cubs play the Marlins. I honestly don't have a good feel for wh- which way that'll go. I don't feel super confident in taking the Cubs, but I'll pick them just because they're at home. So you think the second game is – they flip-flop or is it just like a regular like that's the advantage is you're the home team through the whole series i don't you know what uh, yeah I, I i pulled that out of my ass when i said it because i thought they really can't have all three games they can't have the last at bat all three games can they even though it's in their stadium i don't but i don't i don't know that to be a fact yeah and i had a lot of trouble following the, like what's happening i wasn't sure the cubs weren't playing in texas already for this series like i, I had to look it up today i was like this is so i'm so unclear about what's happening so you know we have we do a segment on baseball we probably should know these fucking things but yeah, uh, it's a moving target though i feel like the rules have changed th- it, during the year so it's, it is confusing um speaking of things that are unclear do you know any Marlins? Because I don't think I could name one Florida slash Miami Marlins. Yeah, uh, I only know Juan Pierre. That's the only one. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't. I yeah. I don't think I could name you one. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that. No, but. I don't think you should be. Uh, how are you? Also, how are you mentally preparing for all the Bartman references for those two oh, to three games that you're going to hear. Nah, we're past that. The Bartman thing died when they won in 2016. I don't give a shit. You're past it, but Fox is not, or whoever is oh, going to be well, doing the games. I don't. There's no fans in the stands, so, you know, have at it, you dumb fucks. But I do want to talk about, back to this weekend, Chris Bryant apparently is getting real chirpy about. Yeah, what's that about? about? Ooh, I don't give a shit about what people say online, which Okay, that's that's fine in itself. I, I can respect that. He doesn't really swear. He's real straight-laced, doesn't drink a beer. Come on, just have a beer, Chris. Have a beer. Have a beer. Have a burr. Have a hams while you're at hams. it. Hams. Thank you for sponsoring. How shocking would that be to his system if he's, like, never had a beer and his first oh one's God. a hams? I think he would oh. be. He'd probably hit 70 home runs in a week. I think the, um, the back of his thighs would be so hot from all the shards, wouldn't they? They'd just be no, dripping no. down his leg. Oh, his wife would be a mess. What is happening to you, Chris? Why are you so hot in the back? Um, but just for, all right, so he says, I don't give a shit what people say online. But then he followed it up with something along the lines of, well, if I went four for four, they would still be critical. That's no. what I have a problem with. It's no. like, oh, okay, uh do it and let's find out buddy 
you've been playing like dog shit all year. I know he was a little better this weekend, but what? Don't be a don't be a little bitch. Like everyone gets criticized online. Either you just block it out. You shouldn't give a shit. But then to acknowledge, like, even if I did really well, they would still be critical. No. Suggests to me that you're listening to the criticism. Yep. And you deserve it. So be better. Be better, you dumb bitch. I don't know. I'm getting real sour on Chris Bryant. He could turn it on, but I'm not confident because he's got a rumbly tum-tum. Also heard uh, on the radio today, you know how many games he's missed the past three years, including this year? Over 100. He's missed over 100 games these past three years. So can't fault a guy for getting hurt, but you can also be upset about it, especially if you're like, if I went four for four, everyone would still be mad at me. Well, yeah, then do then start hitting four for four, and we'll find out, Christopher. Ugh. You know what he he needs to do? I think I think I have the ultimate elixir for his issues. I think he needs to sit in the dugout and you know pull out like I'm sure he has a bag of bats, right? I'm sure they all do. I'm sure they walk around with a big bag of their own bats all the time, right? But yep. instead of bats, he should have his pet dog, Kevin. Wait, Once again, did I mess that up? That's that's Rizzo's dog. God damn it! His dog is named Kevin. God damn it! <laughs> it's a, it, you know it was a good thought though. <laughs> I hope you, I know you did that one intentionally, so I hope you keep doing that every week. Uh, so here's my prediction. Cubs win this series against the Marlins. It's going to go three. It's going to be stressful. They're going to end up playing the Braves in the second round and will probably get run out of town, which will be Texas at that point. Yeah, they're gonna. They're probably going to get smashed by the Braves in the second round. Uh, Cubs, Cubs, uh, Sox odds to win the World Series. You want to take a guess? I'm going to guess that the Cubs' odds are slightly better than the Sox, but they're probably not great. No? Am I wrong? Sox are 15-1 to to win the World Series. Cubs are 16-1. to Wow, that surprises me. There you go, buddy. Okay. All right. What does Joe Ostrowski think? That's what I want to know. I don't know. He wants to know who's smooching in my Twitter comments. Mm Mm-hmm. Stop smooching in my Twitter comments. My wife's going to see this. I'm going to have to block you because here's my fat face getting a lot of shit from Dan Doinks and Bill Doinks. Dan, I'm excited now, actually, now that I've had a, uh, a day to kind of breathe from that horrible end of the regular season. I'm I'm ready for some White Sox playoff baseball. I don't know if you feel the same about the Cubs, but I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, I'm I'm uh, riding a Nick Foles high right now. So anything the Cubs do is just I'm just playing with house money at this point. And we can also just you know we just say, yeah, it's 2020. That didn't really count if your teams fizzle out, right? So yeah, it's kind of a win. A win through. win. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Absolutely. good. I'm okay. happy for you, Bill. I'm happy for you. I don't know that you should be, but I, I do appreciate it. At this point, the expectations went from an unbelievable high where Sox are getting the one seed to, holy shit, we kind of slid in there at the number seven seed. So I'd rather be under the radar from the White Sox because usually when the pressure's on, 
Ricky Renteria takes over. Oh, oh. Oh, boy. I just hope Eloy's okay. We need your bat, baby. We need your bat. Oh, yeah. Why don't you go get Kevin out of Chris Bryant's bag and wave it around? Home run, home run. Thank you, Kevin. Run the bases with me. I'm going to flip that bat. Who's a wiener dog named Kevin? God damn it, it's Rizzo's dog. I've never seen the dog, so I don't believe it. This has been Hams and Ted. Baseball talk. Playoffs are happening. Go White Sox. Go Bears. Well, the pen is dry, but my hams are soaking wet. You know a good lie has got some fans and eggs in it. I've waited my whole life for a chance to hear a segment with their fans while I suck on my beer. From Topeka to Maine, from Tokyo to Spain, we all want you here. We want you all here. From New York to Fort Wayne, by Greyhound or by train. I guess I'll keep waiting, waiting for fans and eggs. Welcome back to Zero Doig's Fans and Eggs. We are traveling all over the country, serving up hot dishes of eggs. Hard to say. Conversation with Zero Doig's fans from around this wonderful country. Today we are in South Dakota, and we're visiting with Peyton, the only person I've ever met from South Dakota. I don't know about you, Dan. Welcome, Peyton. How you doing tonight, man? I'm good. I'm doing really good. Just watching the Chiefs finish smacking that uh, Ravens ass real quick. Yes, that is kind of what they do, apparently. And uh, that's pretty amazing. So full disclosure, Peyton currently lives in Kansas, but he is a South Dakotan Dakotan? Is that, yeah. is that what would you say? Oh, yeah. No, South Dakotan. Oh yeah, for sure. That's South Dakotan. Oh, yeah. There it is. There Dakotite. it is. I would have gone Dakotite. Oh, Dakotite. I could do that. South See, Dakotite. that's the thing about us. We're just chill. We're like the Canadian <laughs> close, you know? Like, you you are chill. You're a big hams guy, is that right? We're sponsored by hams. So it was actually a weird thing in college. Uh my uh I don't know. I went to school in South Dakota, but I was like a bad pledge if you know anything about like fraternities. You had to like be a pledge and stuff so I was a really bad one I never showed up to anything and we had this test at the end of the semester to be able to initiate in you know pass the test so you had to learn all these famous fidelts and all this stuff well Jack Ham was like someone you had to know it's like Jack Ham 73 you had had to know Jack Ham famous five and I was like oh yeah and they're like oh yeah he invented Ham's beer yeah he's in the bond his 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 uh his name's written in our thing in the chapter room and I was like you guys you know I didn't really think much of it. I was like, all right, whatever. And then I tried Hans beer. I'm not going to lie. I got to be honest. Really cheap because I was in college. And it was very shitty beer. <laughs> very, very shitty beer. Agree to disagree. It is <laughs> the cup of Christ. But I drank it. And uh, now that I'm a little older and I can afford some uh, <laughs> higher class, you know, like maybe Bud Light. <laughs> I'd like to dabble sometimes, but I'll still hit my Hams roots, you know. Okay, good. Good to hear. Do you think that Jack Ham got involved in some elephant lines in college? I feel like he might have. Oh, God. I, I don't even know what an elephant lion is. That sounds like the most dangerous creature on the earth. <laughs> almost sounds like a hippopotamus with a trunk. Yes, it, it does. I believe it involves 
people lined up in a circle nude and i think they're all male is that true dan do you know anything about oh, this oh okay i don't I know i'm not a fraternity guy okay <laughs> i have i can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> all right all right fair enough that's a good answer that, that is a that's a great answer so your name is Peyton, as we said, and it's spelled like Walter Peyton. Is that a coincidence? Oh, no, that's definitely who I was named after. I got like Walter Peyton stuff everywhere. I think I have like, yes. a dollar bill. Here we go. I got a Walter Peyton dollar bill right here. Nice. Oh, my God. Awesome. Yeah. Were your parents obsessed with the Bears or Walter Peyton specifically or both? Well, my dad grew up in Iowa, like Sioux City, Iowa. Very dirt, raggedy yep. town, right? I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yes. You can smell it once you get close. That's how you know. And then you really know when you're in it, when you can't get out because the construction's so bad. That's <laughs> uh, But anyway, he grew up there. And obviously, he grew up, he was born in 73. So he grew up watching 85 Bears were on TV all the time. And he fell in love with Super Bowl Shuffle. And then he's like, I'm naming my first kid Peyton. And, you know, and just like, that's just, and so we've been bears through and through ever. You're named after a legend. That is awesome. So speaking of legends, South Dakota, when I think South Dakota, I think Mount Rushmore. If Dan and I were to take a vacation together on behalf of Zero Doinks, is that a place worth stopping? I've never been. Yeah, me either. I don't know. <laughs> can't tell you so, i'm gonna no. go with a no i'm gonna go with a not, a not i hear there's state. actually this cool thing like uh there's a crazy horse statue being built and i hear it's like pretty cool right now even if it, even though it's not all the way done no everything in south dakota is awesome like black hills oak point like dude it's just nature everywhere it's like poor man's montana you know <laughs> so so we talked to brian in montana a few episodes ago on fans and eggs he has mountain lions in his state does south dakota have mountain lions or anything cooler oh yeah they're they're all over that area i mean uh i've heard of bears in south dakota i haven't ever seen one that's outrageous if you see a bear in real life just jesus you know you're in the wrong spot and move away crazy story my aunt's dog actually got in a fight with a mountain lion no one ever no one witnessed it but the dog, so they live on like a big farmland. So the dog just kind of wanders around all the time, but it didn't come back for like two days. So they start calling for it and looking for it. And like two, so like it's been four days now, two days later. And they find it like, uh, he like comes waddling back and I guess he lost a testicle. Oh. And so they follow the trail of blood and they see like a mountain lion in the woods or like a dead mountain lion or something. I don't know. Maybe the story got built up over time, but they said they've, from my experience, they said they saw a dead mountain lion. That's the story I want to believe. And that's the story I'm going to stick to because if someone takes my testicle, I'm <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think that's what the original Ham's beer was made out of. Just one oh, yeah. testicle. Mountain lion and testicles. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I saw that South Dakota was named the second most boring state in the union. Can you convince Americans otherwise that that is complete bullshit? No, no. I want Americans to believe that because no, I don't want anyone else to move there. I want us to enjoy being the nice, <laughs> quiet, chill, like low key. No one knows, you know. What was number one, Bill? I would only assume North Dakota. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. Dude, that's got to be the worst place on earth. Yeah, do you hate North Dakota? Is that a thing? Is I is North Dakota a thing? I mean, <laughs> yes, I it's a myth. It. If you ask me, I've never heard of it. So you were you you called yourself a Sodak, I think, and I 
And I, when you wrote that in, we're communicating on Twitter, I assumed that that was a city in South Dakota. So I was like Googling, where the hell is Sodak, South Carolina? <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm a complete <laughs> No, I mean, I thought it was clear in the title, you know, like Sodak, South Dakota. No one wants to type South Dakota all the time. (laughs) So how does a South Dakotan discover a really mediocre podcast like Zero Doinks? How the hell did that happen? Okay, this is actually great. We lost, so we lost in the Super Bowl, obviously. Or not Super Bowl, God, what am I thinking? Super Bowl. Might as well have been. To me, it was. it felt that way. Yeah, okay, you guys get this. Okay. So it was after that, and the season, next season was about to start. So I'm like, all right, I got to get some Bears. I need more Bears things. I'm amped, man. I'm amped. <laughs> and so I was, like, watching all the Bears videos, all the press conferences, everything they released. And I was like, I don't want to read articles. I can't read very well. <laughs> so let's – I'm watching – and so I couldn't find any more. So I love podcasts well, so I'm, like, searching my podcast app. I'm like, all right, let's find something. And then – I saw something, dig orange. And so I was like, all right, orange. Is, all right, there's got to be something good. So, and it said zero doinks. I was like, well, if this doesn't describe the podcast that I need to listen to right now, then I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like, it was just like a calling from God. Like zero doinks. Oh, someone's in my head. Yeah. I love it. That's good. No, it was definitely God talking to you, I'm sure. Or it was I mean, just I, Dan's. Yeah. It was Dan's yeah. real, uh, clay-like part of his avatar we look like conjoined twins we do i mean nothing tells me otherwise it wasn't god (laughs) what's your bears viewing experience out of state then do you have like like now and like during like non-covid time do you have like a bar you go to are there other bears people you've attached yourself to okay no so i have to be by myself no one's like i don't leave my apartment when it's the bears game I make sure, like I, especially since it's on, it's been on noon, which sucks for me because I've, I've never lived in Bears country. I don't know yeah. what it's like to just turn the TV on and wake up and the Bears game's on. Oh, that must be nice. <laughs> so, at, right now I live in Chiefs Kingdom, so it's just oh. like every time it's us. So if the Bears play with the Chiefs, I'm like, all right, well I'm screwed this time. I try to watch it on my. Uh, so right now I've been like, fun googling how to watch it and figuring out <laughs> in legal way. streams. On the 13th page of Google, I can figure it out. <laughs> um, so that's how I've been watching these past few because my mom stopped paying for Sunday ticket because it got outrageously expensive and I can't <laughs> now stream from her. So yeah, that's been sucky. But I like to, when I am up in South Dakota, it's really good to chill with my family, of course. You know, you got my dad who started the whole thing. My brother's a big Bears fan. My mom started as a Vikings fan, quickly converted. Good for yes, her. kids to a Bears fan. <laughs> That's a great call. So what are you thinking? You mentioned off air that you've been thinking a lot about this Mitch Foles thing. What's okay. your, uh, what are your thoughts? Okay. So I did a take on this earlier and I sent it in to like a few different people. Cause I'm like, dude, this is something let's get this rolling. We need this to happen. Okay. <laughs> Mitch sucks. Okay. We all know this. Did you watch the game? Mitch sucks. It's like, I'm, I feel like Mitch is this kind of guy, right? When he goes out, when he's preparing for the game, he's preparing for the game like a guy prepares for his first date when he's saying, oh, I hope I can kiss this girl. That's what Mitch <laughs> prepares for a game like, okay? How he needs Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Aaron Rodgers over here preparing for a game like, ah, first date. Can't wait to smash this chick tonight. <laughs> like, that's the difference. And no, I don't mean it to be derogatory. I mean, no offense there. But yeah. 
you get my picture here, right? Don't yeah. listen to what I say. Listen to what I mean. Okay. This, this, it sucks. So guess who else sucks? Adam Gase. Guess who else doesn't suck? Sam Darnold. Easy, tw- easy swap here. Good for both parties, right? <laughs> Even trade Sam Darnold for Mitch Trubisky. Adam Gase gets to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a quarterback guru. I can make a quarterback, right? So he yep. gets to try and prove that he's good. Then when he flops, we'll all realize that he sucks. But the Jets organization is in a good position, too, because they're only going to have to pay him like $25 million. And when he sucks after that year, first-round draft pick again. Boom. Easy. For us, we get a franchise quarterback. First time in 101 years. Come on. Oh. I just solved the world's problem. <laughs> you did. You absolutely did. That's amazing. Uh, Sam Darnold kind of looks like a really scrunched Jay Cutler, his face. That's been my theory. Yeah. But he's got great he's hair. Like a blockhead Jay Cutler. His Have you seen the Incredibles? Very square. Yeah. Have you seen Incredibles? Who's that villain on the first Incredibles movie? That's oh, what- yeah. He does oh. kind of good call. Great call. I can't. Magneto or something or he had like an s on his chest yeah and i don't know i don't i i would do that for the bears but i don't know why the fuck the jets would do it i'll be honest (laughs) i don't well i don't know that they've given up on darnold yet we've all the way given up on mitch so yeah but hold on dude i think the jets might have not given up on adam gase more than they've not given up you know what i'm saying they might try to ride out see i think i think gase is going to be fired Shortly after Dan Quinn and Matt Patricia. Okay. He's the well, he's hey. the third one out the door. I like that take though. That's a that's one I hadn't heard yet with it's Mitch. A good thought. Yeah. Would you yeah. be worried at all about Darnold giving uh the whole team mono? Oh god, no, he's over that. Come on, immune systems, you know, it's COVID. Immune <laughs> <laughs> systems, I love it. I love the theory. I absolutely love it. I am I yeah, I think you're onto something. I would send it everywhere. Send Dude, it yeah, we gotta get this going. Ship. Yeah, let's do it. And the you Jets will. are dumb enough. They'll do it. <laughs> they would. If anybody would, it would be the, the Jets. Jets. I could see them doing it. You're right. That's a good call. I like that. Sure. Uh, you got, got any other, uh, any weird theories and or questions? What say you, Fuzzy Britches? Uh, no, I just hope, you know, big Richard Johnson, Nick Foles is just going <laughs> to go tripod everywhere and just tear yes. it up. Oh, my God. Or, or we're going to the bowl. I mean, I don't Hell yeah. Chiefs Bears. This has been awesome, man. I appreciate you joining us, Peyton, from South Dakota. You are now our you're our South Dakotan Bears correspondent. I hope Sodak. that you our accept Sodak. this. Yeah, yeah, Sodak. That's right. I hope you accept it. I hope that we continue to be best friends forever. This has been oh, awesome. Oh yeah. Happy to represent Sodak. Happy to be on the show. Hopefully I'll be back one day. This is great. This has been Fans and Eggs with Peyton in South Dakota. Thanks, Bob. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
baby. We're going to put a bow around this episode of Zero Doinks. Thank you so much for listening, whether you're brand new to the show, in which case, thank you, you're welcome, and we apologize. <laughs> or if you've been around since season one, thank you so much for sticking with us. Dan Doinks, do you have any closing thoughts for this episode of Zero Doinks, buddy? I do, buddy. We got a lot of other bubble action happening right now. Did you know the NHL finals were happening? I knew only because I saw it like on my TV guide, if you will. But uh, Stars against the Lightning, is that accurate? Yes, yes. It's over. Do you know who won it? I don't even know who's leading, so no, I'm clueless. It just ended tonight. The Lightning won it all. That feels... Truly like a 2020 is a weird moment when the t- a hockey team from Tampa Bay is winning the title. Nope. That doesn't Ooh. count. Uh, Ybor City must be lit tonight. Oh, Main Sale, right? Is that the place with the chicken sandwiches? That place, they better be throwing so many chicken sandwiches at people. Uh, me and Brother Dave, oh, I wish I was there right now just eating them up. Tampa, give me them chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good for you. All right, the other bubble scenario. The NBA Finals are set. The Heat verse, versus, it's versus, right? Versus, mm-hmm. versus the Lakers. Lakers are minus 370 to win it all. Heat plus 290. Game one is Wednesday night. Lakers giving five. Who do you like Wednesday night and or in the series, Bill? So I like the Heat game one. So I would ride them. I'd ride Jimmy. I'd ride all of the heat. You'd ride Jimmy. Ooh. Uh, Shout out to Kenny, who still upset that the Bulls traded Jimmy Butler. That was was a hilarious comment from him. I hadn't thought about that in a while. Um, The fact that the Heat have two former Illini guarantees a game one victory. However, the Lakers will rattle off four straight. They'll wake up 4-1 Lakers. LeBron gets another ring with his third different squad. What do you think? Who you got? I don't like either team, so I guess I will. I guess I'll. I guess I would. I'll root for the Heat. I guess Pat Riley. Ah, fuck Pat Riley. Ugh, I know it's all gross. I don't like either team, but I like. I like the Lakers winning Game Five, but not covering. So take the heat plus five Wednesday night. But I have the Lakers win in the series in six. How about Ooh. that? Okay. In six. LeBron nice. MVP. J.R. Smith. High. Just high. He's going to be high. Very high. Very, very high. Um, well, that'd be good. Now that, yeah. Yeah. Now that we got that settled. Uh, I think a part of the reason you wanted to move this to Monday night for to record was for the presidential debate. Do I have that right? That is true. Uh, yeah, and because we had a lot on the docket, and I, there's a lot of editing. Otherwise, this would come out on like Saturday morning, and that would not be great. Understood. Are you a are you a big debate guy? Yeah, love watching debates. Absolutely love it. I eat them up. Give them to me. Give me those canned answers from those questions that are trying to trip people up. Chris Wallace of Fox News. Where is the debate tomorrow? 
It's it's don't happening. Know. Okay. Well, you you claim to be a big debate guy, and you don't have. I'll watch it. Detail. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's on around eight. I think. Pretty sure. Central. Do you Check. love it more? Do you love it more than Ken Bone? No. No. Oh man. What a bummer. There's not going to be any random questions from random people. That's that's disappointing. What do you think Ken does for a living now that he's probably not known besides us? Didn't he get uh caught up uh he was he's into some like weird porn stuff. Like pregnant mm-hmm. chicks or something he's into. Didn't see it, but I also missed Bob Rorman's death, so I'm not a great source right now. I feel like Ken Bone thought he was a full-blown celebrity and like went into whatever his office job was and just threw a bunch of fuck yous around and then realized nobody gave a shit about him about a week and a half after that. So I'm guessing he's on Cameo, hoping that someone will pay the $3 to get a shout-out for their uh, vasectomy. I don't know. <laughs> Like congratulations on your vasectomy. <laughs> hey, hey, no longer me. procreate. Hey, it's me, Ken Bone. You remember me from the debates. Well, sorry about your balls getting snipped. Well, guess you could fuck without a rubber. Hey, it's me, Ken Bone. Bye. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, he didn't he pretend to be like an undecided voter and like whatever answer you guys give me, I'm gonna really consider. And that was. Was that Obama, uh, Mitt Romney, I believe, that was the debate. Who was on the debate stage, pretty sure. I think it was the last one, wasn't it? Wasn't it oh, a Trump-Hillary one? Was it that more recent? Wow. Maybe. Maybe you could be not. right. Maybe the years not. are blending together. They definitely are. And this year won't end. So No, it won't. Yes, somebody told me today that, man, fall, that really came fast. And I thought, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> It it it's only September. This is like the longest year ever. I I mean, I don't hate it because I love life, but I hate COVID. <laughs> COVID stinks. Uh that's all I got for you, Bill. This has been real fun. Oh, one more burp for the road. Um uh apropos of nothing because this will appear to be completely out of context now. What did you think of, uh, is it Layla Rahimi giving you a lot of shit entering Hams and Ted about the White Sox versus Cubs? I felt it was unnecessary. I don't know who put her up to that, but I didn't need to hear that. I'm dealing with enough shit right now. I don't need her talking trash. Well, you know what? She called me the more handsome of the two of us, so... Layla, I don't know what you're doing later, baby, but I'm married, but maybe I get a hall pass. Wow. Lawrence Holmes has uh, got something to say about that. He's so creeping jealous. on her on, on Twitter. Ooh, she's just a friend of mine, but I'm going to comment on all of her looks. <laughs> I know. He's so thirsty with her. It's very creepy. She should get a full-time gig on the score, though, right? Shouldn't she? She's much. She's a better personality than any of those idiots agreed agreed she's yeah i like her she's all right except for her shitting all over me verbally verbally (laughs) 
let's clarify. No hall pass and or Cleveland steamers for dead dogs. Uh, we didn't really talk about this real quick here. Speaking of score personalities, Dan McNeil, no longer part of the part of the Parkins show. Uh, no. Is he missed by you or no? No, 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 no. That show is terrible. What an idiot. You can't say shit like that. Come on, man. Grow up. Grow up, McNeil. Yeah. 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 He was lucky to even have had that job. Like, it was already a weird firing of Spiegel and hiring of him, right? That was was weird. Do we think Spiegel and Parkins get back together? Do we care? I've been listening to more ESPN 1000 recently, to be honest. I have been listening to more ESPN 1000 like you. Spiegel's been filling in, though, with Parkins, right? Yeah, I um, think so. They've been okay. It's better than McNeil. I mean, how many times do we hear about how, oh, the drummer from Rush is so good. No, tell me about the Bears. I don't need to hear about <laughs> your top ten bass players from the 1970s. Shut up. No, that show got real bad real yeah. fast, and it was probably – he probably did the score a favor by getting himself out the door. Yeah, he probably did. R.I.P. Dan McNeil's career. Uh, one last R.I.P. Gail Sayers passed in between the last two episodes. That's kind of sad. Kansas Comet? We didn't watch him live. We're too young for that. But apparently he was amazing. And he had bad knees. I, I you hit it on the head. Apparently, by all accounts, he was one of the best running backs of all time. But wobbly knees, and people always say it like, "Oh, he was." It was so unfortunate that he had bad legs. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like it's not like he had like two good years. It's like the like a what if. He's a Bears legend. He's in the Hall of Fame. It's like that's probably all right. Right? Was he like? really sad that he missed out on a championship team did they win any obscure championships around then i don't think so they were terrible they had like it was like the greatest draft ever with him and buckus and then the team just sucks so bad yeah so i get that he didn't have the longest career ever but i always question why people act like oh his career was cut short well he's he's still accomplished a lot i mean I I'd always, but yes, R.I.P. Gail Sayers. R.I.P. Did you ever meet the gentleman? Did you ever get his autograph or anything like that? No? No. You? No, I do have an autograph, but I think it was like from a charity auction, so that doesn't really count. Uh, he kind of had a reputation of being a bit of a, uh, a bit of a red ass on some level. Not in a bad way necessarily, but not the most patient man, but a great guy. But not necessarily the most like uh, warm to the fan base and or former players. He and Erlacher got into it a little bit, which was kind of awesome. He cause he was very critical of like current NFL players. It was it was kind of awesome. I liked it. He he stuck his neck out. So let me get this. Let me get this straight. Gail Sayers was critical of NFL like current NFL players. Yeah. For like, what? Uh, I don't remember the exact context, but he and Erlacher got into it big time. And Erlacher got real pissy about it. 
I wish I remembered all the details. And I actually tweeted it out, and I read the article, and I'm totally blanking on on the context. Well, but I know he and I know those two had had a, a bit of a back and forth. They did not like each other very much. Okay, because I'm curious, because it seems odd that Erlocker would be upset about um anyone being critical of athletes for anything political or any any other reason that's unusual huh yeah Zerlocker seems to have taken a stance on a few things right yes that that is true that is very true so um, there's something yeah. all right i'm bringing it up right now i'm bringing okay. it up because i'm i was curious um so apparently they had a this was 2010 sayers so uh, so Sayers was on the Waddle and Sylvie show. He responded to verbal shots that Erlacher took at at Sayers for questioning how good the Bears would be. <laughs> so Sayers is ripping on the 2010 Bears. That's hilarious. And Sayers said, do people want me to lie and tell them that I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? They're going to win 14, 15 ball games? I couldn't say that. So I said, well, they got some problems right now. And then Erlacher came at me and he jumped at me. So Erlacher apparently, he, oh, wow. So Erlacher ripped on Sayers for the Bears' lack of success when Sayers played for his six years. And he said Sayers never led Chicago to a postseason berth. And then he said that Sayers doesn't know how to win football games. <laughs> oh, God. That's amazing. And then Sayers said, you know, come talk to me after you're in the Hall of Fame, basically. And Erlacher is in the Hall of Fame. So that's a hilarious feud. I love that's it. That's no, weird. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. Did I just waste uh, everybody's time? Nope. Nope. They okay. wasted everyone's time. All right. Fair but, enough. I just wanted to clarify, I guess. Cool. <laughs> Rest in peace, Gail Sayers. Rest in peace. Cool. We'll end it on that note, and we'll end it on the Bears, hopefully being 4-0 after this weekend's game against the Colts. Sunday at noon, check your local listings. It's going to be red hot. Dan, thank you for another award-winning episode of Zero Doinks. I love you. Love you too, buddy. Go Bears. 4-0. It's coming. Just like Big Dick Nick's. Dick. See you next week. We love you. Goodbye. Big Dick Nick, here's a little background of that. The origin of the nickname comes from 2014 on a Reddit, when a Reddit user asked Eagles defensive end Connor Barwin in an AMA which Philly player had, quote, the biggest wiener in the locker room. Barwin wrote, perhaps jokingly and perhaps not, quote, 
Doesn't the internet know it's Nick Foles? I'll tell you what. Is it is the, uh, the rumors true? Yeah. Is, does he have a piece on it? I said this before. You need to get Animal Planet on there. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need the we need the crocodile it's that, hunter. It's that much of a deal, huh? Hey. Damn that boy. I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Oh, I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Oh, if you don't leave me alone, you're gonna have to send me home, cause I'm about to whip somebody's ass.